I'm your host, Resident Daryl, and we are finally here. We're gathered here today to knock out the Mass Effect Game Club. That's right. And I have an excellent panel of fine young gentlemen all ready to rock and roll. I know, right? As a matter of fact, uh, I about to say, what, about 75% of us don't have any hair. <laughs> 80% JT's got a theater in the line. <laughs> I'm losing it. There you go. I'm look, look at Josh over there with that, that luscious dude. <laughs> already, JT. <laughs> I, 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 you know, as soon as like there's actually like zero hair there, I'm, I'm just shaving it because there's no way I'm going with that. Nah, dude, like, spot. dude, you yeah. need to go ahead right now and shave it into the little like like you're an avatar <laughs> or like dude, plastic, dude. Gold, dude. Yeah, yeah. You just like. Can you it, could just like do some designs in it, like like or the back half, almost do like the Simpsons. You know how they have the, the lines of hair. You, you just do like a, a little, just get you a tattoo like, of a dude with the lawnmower. There you go. <laughs> Look at that one little Jerry curl just hanging out. That's a good stuff. That's a good stuff. You should curl it and glue it to your head. You know how like when uh, I when, used uh, to have Superman hair. Yeah, I and did then. One time. I did drugs. And and got rid of it. See, so I smoked trip tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right. Well, then there you go. We'll start with the commissioner, the kryptonite smoking commission. We got JT. How you doing tonight, brother? Doing good. Very happy to be here. It's about goddamn time. There you go. You know what? And I appreciate you for being so bold as to remind us how much we all suck for not doing this yet. Also, yeah. just. Just saying, hey, when are we doing this? <laughs> well, I, I typed it like every day. I was like, come I was on, about to let, say, let's it's like it. every single day. Like, hey, we're going to do this, guys. <laughs> we're going to do this. I got very little to live for, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> we do this yeah. or I die. No. Uh, I just want to make sure you guys know that if, if, if you don't do this, I will jump. So. <laughs> All right. All right. Holding things down in a more grounded nature, we have our good friend Matt G. What's up, brother? Hey, how you guys doing tonight? I almost called you the honorary trophy whore because I think you've been on the show about as many times as uh, Yield's been on the show this year. Well, you know, I got to fill in for people like Tricky who decides that their job is more important than a podcast. <laughs> what a freaking joke. Yeah, he's right. right. I mean, I, I've also been guest hosting there because he just doesn't. Um, yeah, he's too busy in the hopper. Dropping the old dooski. And then and then he uh you know shows up in chat, video chat, writing signs to us as we're trying to host a Yeah, he's he's podcast. there. He's there. He's there. Yeah. He just isn't in the chat and he and he tries to steer us, but we intentionally 
Braid his, his that's right that's braid right him in the opposite all, direction he goes into the chat and see i've hosted for him i filled in for him and all that stuff over the years and he does the same thing he goes to work he's like i can't be at the show but i'm gonna sit there and chat and i'm gonna try to direct traffic and then all that does is draw attention on the fact that he's not there so then everyone else is like oh let's make fun of him since he's not here so it's almost <laughs> like he's like hey make fun of me guys make fun of me i'm right here so all right, now let's see which one of you strappy young gentlemen am I going to bring up next? That's right. We got our good friend Thomas. How you doing, brother? Well, hello there. So originally Thomas had reached out and he's like, "Hey man, I got my setup. I'm back from Disney. I got all my all my stuff together." He's like, "Pencil me in." I'm like, "You know what? Uh, you know, Thomas has got a bone to pick with the gaming industry." I'm like, "We're going to do this." So I'm like, yes, me and Thomas are going to get together. We're going to record. Then JT jumps back in and reminds us, oh, yeah, we still haven't done the Mass Effect podcast. So I'm like, hey, Josh, can you make it? Skirt, let's pivot over. And now since we got Thomas, we got Josh, we got Matt, we got JT, we're hitting Mass Effect. So, Thomas, I hope you're not too disappointed that we're going to pivot, but we will come back to the things that you and I talked about uh, discussing tonight. That is not a problem or issue. I'm very glad to be back. Um you know, you can hit me up at uh, Sabertron13 at Twitch. Uh, you can also, I'll be starting here shortly a uh, my own podcast from Sabertron13. It will be dealing with wrestling, gaming, and of course, oh um, the thirstiness of Disney characters. And what do you mean, the <laughs> thirstiness of Disney characters? Well, oh boy, think of Beauty. Have, has anybody here seen Beauty and the Beast? Raise your hand. Of mm-hmm. course. I've okay. seen the, the two uh, live and uh, the two live movies. And All the, right. And the now, movie. think about this. When Belle leaves, okay, remember when the Beast yells at her, he you know, got the little thing, and he yells at her and says, get out of here. And she's like, I can't take this. I got to leave. So she's leaving. So she's in the woods. And she's being attacked by wolves, right? Follow me. F- follow me on this. She's being attacked by wolves. I'm, here. I'm all the about beast, it. The Beast saves her, but he's hurt. He could die. He could die. So she has to make a choice. And the choice is, do I go back home where I have a man who's good looking in, in, in Garcon, but he's kind of a dickhead. He doesn't have any money. He's broke. And he wants her just to have kids, you know, and just, you know, fuck his dogs or some shit. Because, you know, he talks about his dogs. Let's be real. All he wants to do is fuck Belle and then fuck that's the correct. next whore. But, 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 but no, he really wants Belle. And he wants to marry Belle and be with Belle. But she thinks, okay. At this moment, she's had a crossroads in her mind because she's read a lot of books. She's a smart girl. She's not stupid. So she's like, he has a castle. That means he has money. He has servants. That means he has money. He has security. So she thinks to myself, she thinks to herself, even though he's a beast, he's got money. He has security. He has servants. I'm going to go back and take care of him. Now, the only problem of the story is, is that when she, his, she, cause she knows there's a curse. She knows it's enchanted. And all women are always, you know, attracted to the, uh, the mysterious or to the something the weird, you know, like vampires and stuff like that. You know, it's like, oh, they like the strange or unknown of enchantedness. So, long story short, she would have broke the curse if, but, but without any conflict, with any conflict whatsoever with the villagers, with Garcon or anything, if he wouldn't have showed her the mirror. And think about that. If he went to show her in the mirror, she would have broke the curse naturally. All the servants and everybody would have been fine. He probably would have bought her town, came back there. No one would have had no issue, and they would live happy ever after regardless without any conflict. And it proves that she was very thirsty because she chose in that moment, I'm going to take the man with the castle, 
the money and the servants. I well, now to be that. fair, if you I feel like Astan would still raid the castle. <laughs> if you squint <laughs> just right when you look at the beast, he does look like Jason Momoa. <laughs> did you uh, okay 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 did, did you want like there's this one thing if you look at the um the dv the the old like cassette case of um atlantis you will see a delta that's right nah, nah, little so, mermaid little mermaid the little mermaid had the little mermaid, mermaid. Yeah. i'm sorry yeah. well, uh, so, so josh atlantis. before Josh, before I give you your formal introduction, I want to piggyback off something Thomas said. Uh, and that's the fact that women are attracted to mystery, you know, like to this day, 21 years later, still get out of the shower and cover up my pee pee. You know why? Because my wife's still trying to figure out what's what's he got down there? What is it? You know, and if I just don't ever show her, she'll stay attracted to the mystery. For I, I don't for think that's because you don't show her. I think it's because she doesn't have a magnifying glass. She's like, at all is times. it is it another finger? <laughs> uh, yeah, and you know, well, she's a well, nurse. She's fascinated. Is it a prehensile tail? Let, let's what be real. She's, she's she's Mr. Gonna tail. It. It's a leftover. She's gonna, she's gonna see it on the fifth child. Hey, you know what? There were only at three, so I still got time. <laughs> yeah, Josh. My man, Daryl, co-host of the Comic Cast, uh, creator of the Gossip. Does that universe. exist anymore, Daryl? Of course it does. We just got to pause. We got to pause. Okay? Does it, does it, does it, does it pause. Are you kidding me? How are you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. I actually got to hang out with your boy Dan today. I'm sorry. We shared some laughs. Nah, man. It's this. <laughs> there's a bromance brewing. It's it's oh, a yeah. wonderful He's, thing between you know. You can't take my best friend, dude. You can't take I'm my best friend. I might, be, I might be fighting for your spot. So. <laughs> I think he already <laughs> took them, dude, with the amount Beyond. of podcasts the, these two guys have been on. Dude, it's so good. There's some in the can. We haven't even released them all. And today, dude, oh my gosh, we were talking um, like PS2 nostalgia. And like, we were yeah, laughing. Yeah, he just bought one. So, yeah, he just bought one. Yeah. He, was, he was excited about that. That's right. So I'm bringing it back into the fold, man. Starts with the PS2. For you know, it's going to be the PS Vita. Then we're going to be best friends for life. I'm just saying. <laughs> I know this is a PS1 thing, but we really need like a remake of fucking Parasite Eve. I'm sick of these Dude, Final Fantasy. Dude, that game they, was just, so good. That needs to be the next game I'm club. I'm sick of these Final Fantasy remakes. We need a That's Parasite right. Eve one. They're the same goddamn company. They're Square Enix. Better. Here's what we do, JT. We say screw the patrons, screw the listeners, screw the audience. All right. Next game club, Parasite Eve. Screw the beast. Screw the beast. I forgot most of the things in that. We game, thirsty. <laughs> Bill ain't thirsty. Just, we thirsty. I just remember I really enjoyed it. It's really great. It's a great. I dare you to play it with me. I dare you. Don't I'll have to you. emulate it. Uh, I can't afford that. I dare you to steal it. <laughs> I dare you to <laughs> steal it. I dare you to steal it. I'll uh, before you know to, it, JT, uh, the commissioner's behind bars for pirating and emulation. He's the first person. It's kind of like taxes, you know. They they make a, <laughs> they make an example out of one person, and everyone in America pays their taxes. JT, <laughs> I will, I will, JT, I will give you my totally legit backup and let you borrow it, so that way you can play it. There you go. I, so I don't have a PS One anymore. You can play it on PS Three and the Vita and PSP. You have a Steam Deck. Wait, wait, Steam Deck. Oh yeah, no, I I can emulate it on that easily. You mean I, you can I, I've, play it totally I've emulated, legit? I've emulated a lot of shit on the on the Steam Deck. So there you go. See, play on the Steam Deck. I'll play it on the Vita, and we'll be best friends for life. <laughs> can you play All on right. a screen that small? 
I can do a lot of things on things that small. So, I mean, come on now. I mean, the Vita is probably one of the biggest things you have. what she said. And you got three kids. That's what I'm saying. See? I mean, They're not his. Fun. I've met them. They're way too cool to be his. That's right. That's right. You know what? I still get out of the shower covering up my PB. What's up? All right. So, here we go. Here on the Loot Bros Podcast, we like to open up each and every episode with a toast to our patron producers. But this week's toast, I'm actually going to slide the producers over and we're going to give this one to our boy, Jim, Kalia's husband. He is, uh, Matt gave us a little bit of update earlier. Jim had been, I guess, rushed to the hospital today for uh, emergent or semi-emergent gallbladder surgery. So thoughts and prayers and all those good things go out to Jim. We appreciate, Oh my God, it's all over my keyboard. That was awful. We thank you for everything you do, Jim. We hope you get well soon. You got this, Jim. I do not. That's have. right. All right, fine. That's right. Nothing gets you better in the hospital faster than this. I actually don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> All right. I feel like my intake of tuna fish is going to get with the oversized mercury is going to get me in the hospital before you do that. I think that Daryl just needs to heal him by letting him have just the, the fleeting, a most fleeting glimpse of his mystical little pee-pee. Just a peek. It's got to catch you say laughter's the best medicine. <laughs> 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 well, if you go to WebMD and you look up emergent gallbladder surgery, the cure is Daryl's A kidney tickler? <laughs> Micropenis. <laughs> Micro. That's right. A gigantic curved dick. Okay, now you're making it weird. All right, so here's what we're going to do, Kamish. We're going to start off our Mass Effect conversation with a little introduction. Now, I'm going to go around the horn, okay? And I'm going to ask you guys each to answer two questions. The first of which is, did you or did you not finish Mass Effect? The second question is, what's your favorite game? Starting with you, JT. Wait a minute, what's my favorite of game all time. in the series? All oh, time, I all am, time. All right. Um, right. go JT. Yes, because this will tell I, this will tell this will tell the listeners two things, right? This will tell us a whether or not you're committed to the cause, and b whether or not you have good taste, and then they can determine whether or not what you say about the game is fact or fiction. So go. Um. Okay. So I I platinum the game five times, mm. and what job. I mean by that is that I got the equivalent of the platinum. That you can't platinum the game five times. I got the PS4, PS. Three and um, I got the um, Steam version and uh, Xbox One and EA version for the EA client. Um, I got all of the achievements slash trophies. Um, and as for the sorry, uh, and as for the. <laughs> <laughs> As for my favorite game, mm, it'd have to be a JRPG. Um, uh, right now, it's um, the Legend Hero, the Legend of Heroes: Trails in the Sky uh, Two. Okay, okay. I don't know if that's a real game or not, but uh, <laughs> on to the next person. <laughs> <laughs> Levi, in the in the name of Levi, it is a masterpiece. Masterpiece. There you go. It's one of those man. old uh, 2.5D role playing games where it has the 3D background, but the sprite, um, uh, the sprite 
characters. Okay, uh, I dig it. Yeah. All right. Old school RPG. Matt, your experience with uh, Mass Effect and favorite game of all time? I never beat Mass Effect. I don't even remember how many hours I got through it. Um, this was a game that I found in a bargain bin at a sunset video. I think it was that was going out of business and I was digging through their bins upon bins of games. And I think I bought it for a dollar and yet I didn't beat it. Um, so that's my experience. But you know, like I told you before we started, I gave myself a good refresher on the story because I'm fully aware of what happens in the game. There you go. Good stuff. Good stuff. I legit can't give you the favorite game of all time because it changes on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. So I'm giving you the game I've spent the most time in that I could tell. And that's probably Monster Hunter World. Okay. Okay. It's not not something like Skyrim. I hate you, JT. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> did todd howard pay you to say that did kalai get to you kalai is in the hospital nursing it's either, gym took back it's to either skyrim or fallout three or monopoly or four or something like that it's one of the two <laughs> candy land it's some hey. sort of elder scrolls or it's some sort of fallout you know jt put your mic put your mic back on mute <laughs> <laughs> You're just mad because I'm fucking right. Oh man, Clyde paid for that endorsement right there. So, all right, <laughs> our good buddy Thomas, did you finish Mass Effect? I beat. Ma- and go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I was just gonna end your favorite game. Uh, I beat Mass Effect numerous times. Uh, all out of the trilogy, of course, the best one is two. Um, I do not count the Agreed. I do not Agreed. count the monstrosity, which is Andromeda. That is a monstrosity. It, it no, does not no count. One does. It, it's not it's not a real game. Uh my favorite my game favorite. will always be the yeah. same for, for, for different reasons. And here's the reason why, like if I was to say my favorite Japanese RPG game of all time would be uh Final Fantasy uh ten. Um, because I love t- Titus. Um, I love the story. It was very close and dear to my heart. <laughs> um, hey, I lo- hey, I love Tim, man. T- Tim was a good game. Um, he, he lasted like him. Uh, you know, no, it's a great game. I just hate the main it, character. It, it, it has well, he's kind of a crybaby, but you know, look, man, we all come with issues. You know, we, you know, I mean, I didn't grow up without a dad. You know, I had like kind of daddy issues too. Um. And my favorite game would be, and y'all are going to make fun of me, it's Matt Mania. It's one of the very first wrestling games that ever came out from, uh, was it Taito? Or, yeah, I think it's Taito. And that's because I grew up playing it as a little boy when I was ungodly poor, like living on food stamps and welfare, getting free cheese and sitting in line getting free cheese. So anytime, like, my grandmother had a quarter to give us, uh, she'd give us a quarter. And I would spend, like, 30 minutes on that game, and they'd wait in, like, the vehicle at Brookshire, uh, Brookshire Brothers, which was, like, a store. So that's that's a favorite because of I didn't have anything. And so it, I respect it. So I bought, like, every version of it. If I can ever find the actual arcade of it, I would have it. So that's, you know, but I mean, if you want to talk about overall games, the times I spent the most time in outside of that, it would probably be Ghost of Tsushima because um, it's such an awesome game. And I can't wait for part two. Um, 
And uh, that's pretty much it. But I just want to say one very important thing. Very, very, very important. And that is Mass Effect 1 could have been so much better if they would have used the Mass Effect 2 engine. And it could have, like, I mean, seriously, I mean, for, even with the updated engine when they did it for the PC, it still feels like it's missing something. No, yeah, no, they they, they, they didn't do much. Yeah. The only thing that they did that was right was, like, they changed the Mako physics, which was great, but that was it. Like, they they up it to be 4K, and then they updated the Mako controls, and that was it. They didn't do much of it. story is unbelievably amazing, and I can't wait to dig into this because there's so much detail for the first one that you can go into. And then, of course, uh, I hope that I'm going to put my hands together and pray that the new one that they're making, because it's supposed to be Shepard or something around Shepard, will actually be worth a damn, and that they'll actually bring stuff back it's not androna and actually have beautiful character models because look i know right now that i and three other people here look like we should all be members of hair club for men or we're good endorsements for it um dude um, those lips (laughs) those facial expressions scared the shit out of me it was a creepy thing like the women were the worst in that because they they had like the big woo the big lips and the the eyes that looked like they were piercing death at you. I was like, what did you do? Well, I think they identified <laughs> as women. Oh. Got him. That's funny. We need another Miranda. Uh, all right. All right. All right. So next up, we got our boy, Josh. All right, so yeah, I um, I played all three uh, when they originally came out several times. The second one, like you know, like Thomas was saying, I played that second one so many times. I still play that game. Uh, when the Legendary Edition came out, I played all three of them again. Uh, so I've beaten all three of them many times. I agree, guys. It is hard to pick a favorite game, or even just to say a game that I've spent the most time in. Like, I mean, Daryl, you know, Resident Evil 2 is like one of my all-time favorite experiences, and I play it multiple times a year. Um, Modern games, uh, I really like the first Last of Us. Uh, There's something about the storyline in that that just, like, connects with me for whatever reason. And I've put way more of my life into Witcher 3 than I probably should have. So that's another one. That's another one that, like, minus the fact that it wasn't made from Todd Howard. That's another one that, that I was going to say. It's either Witcher Three. It's either Matt. <laughs> I mean, it's either Skyrim or it's Fallout. <laughs> I dig it. I dig it. All right, so I'm gonna pull up the rear as one does, and um, I'm gonna say I am the. I, I got to follow Matt on this one. I did not finish Mass Effect. Your no nut version. Your no nut run. Is, this is my. I was working on my no my 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 no shag shepherd. Okay, so we was keeping him celibate. His shepherd was covering his his little pee pee. My pee pee. <laughs> That's right. Everywhere he went, he was I like, got no, no, down no. with the with the with the blue alien Liara. Yeah. Basically, the way I was playing my game, and I will continue to play my game because I will beat Mass no racist here. <laughs> That's right. Um, but you know, we'll get into that. We will unpack uh, that. Uh, <laughs> 
I know. I, I know what her. you're referring to. I killed her. There you go. Well, you know what? I just, why I, again, every time she says Krogan, she has to say it with a hard R. <laughs> Racist. All right, so check it out. So I kept my shepherd celibate, and I'm going to continue to keep my shepherd celibate. It's space uh, incel. That's right. <laughs> hey, my shepherd's waiting until he's married, okay? <laughs> he's doing the best he can. He's so married so to the job, you gotta, You got to save the galaxy. No, I got to keep my pee to myself. That's right. And then, again, you, know, you guys all know, favorite game of all time, OG Resident Evil 2 on the PS1. But I would like to nominate a hard... Runner-up for second place, not first place. It's not even close. But Parasite Eve, man. The more we talk about it, JT, the more it's brought up in our group, the more I just desire that remake. We need it. That is such a phenomenal game, and I nominate that. Um, 2023 game. How often do you listen to the soundtrack? Oh, Mm. man. Occasionally. Occasionally. Not, not, Not near as much as I listen to the Resident Evil music score. So I tend to listen to that while I read. I mean, I know that's not what we're here to talk about tonight, but to be fair, the anime mixed with horror aesthetic that that game had would mm-hmm. that would sell so hard right now. Yep. That game, yep. if they if they got the right people to come in and update the the designs and things, man, that game could be incredible and incredible. It could look like Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah, Dude, I mean, it, it it would really it would be gangbusters, man. They won't do it though. No, nah, they might. They won't. It's sad. They're too focused on Final Fantasy. I'm I'm, That's I'm right. getting tired of Final. It Fantasy. It starts with Final Fantasy and it ends with Parasite Eve. We know this. This is the future. We know this is coming. Let's just embrace it and roll with it. So, here we go, guys. Mass Effect. So, I want to break this conversation into segments. And I know we're going to go on tangents, and I know we're going to go down the story route. And we're going to talk about all the you know, all the romances and racism, all the things that are happening in this in this in this space. So I just want to go around the horn and let everyone give their general thoughts. Starting with JT, ending with me. Same order we've been doing things. JT, what are your general thoughts on the first Mass Effect by itself? Um, so personally, gameplay wise, I don't think it aged well. Um, as, as someone who has played the PS3, the Xbox one, the PlayStation, uh, four and the, um, steam version, which came with the EA version. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think it aged very well. I think they could have, um, definitely did more with the remastered, but I will say that, um, the story is impeccable. Um, the, the, the characters are vibrant. They're, they're not, they all have a purpose in my opinion. And, uh, that's as, that's pretty much as far as I go. Okay. Okay. Nice. Nice. Matt. I remember first hearing about the game when it was coming out and they talked about their plan for it for like a 10 year game. And, the ability to carry saves over from game to game. So you keep your character through it. And I thought that was extremely impressive and very, um, 
they had a lot of foresight to what they wanted to do. And just holding it to the first game, they were very meticulous with the way that the game was designed. And you don't see it in too many games these days, but they accounted for a lot of choices that the player made. And maybe in the end, if I remember correctly, there were like four or five big choices that you had to make throughout the game. And for a video game, that's a lot. You have to account for different things that the players do. It becomes exponential when you create that many choices. So overall, you know, I thought at the time the game was pretty damn amazing and impressive for what Bioware could do with the technology of the time. Well, and it, I think it's fair to say Mass Effect 1 Walt so part two could run. 100%. I, I agree with that one. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Thomas. Well, first off, we have to pay homage to uh, Knights of Republic. Because without Knights of the Republic, you would not have Mass Effect. Mass Effect is is straight up from Knights of the Old Republic. Everything they wanted to do is all from the original Knights of the Old Republic. So when they took away, uh, I believe it was LucasArts Games, took away their rights in order to do the next game, they said, okay, well, we're going to take all our ideals and all our concepts and make our own game based around that world and just not use any lightsabers. Uh, that's why in the third game, they had the little drive, you know, where you could kind of shock, you know, shock kind of kill with a little drive thing on your hand, if you remember that. Um, well, the, the, yeah, the Omni Blade. The, the Omni Blade, yeah. yeah. And um, to say that the game is not amazing, it's amazing onto itself because the story and, and the narratives, just like um, JT has said, you know, everything about it's well-placed. The only problem is the execution because they were still trying to execute. This is their first game actually using like a third-person action style where you actually shoot in the game. And so they've never did this before. That was their first time doing it. And then after that, they did Dragon Age and they're kind of still kind of working on the perfection of how they're going to do it. The story was already there. The two guys, uh, the uh, two doctors I think one of them was actually a dentist. Um, unbelievably smart guys, man. Cause they, they thought this all up and they put it all together. And then, um, just, I just want to go back to Mass Effect two. Cause I was able to bang all the chicks in Mass Effect two. And that was a pretty big accomplishment meant for me um so <laughs> hey that was pretty tough man um to do that trust me try to yeah, do yeah you, you had to get all the loyal they had to get, had to get them all loyal yeah. and then you had to like do specific choices hey, we all know we all know these hoes ain't loyal <laughs> hopefully you had no, some you, they don't have to be loyal you have that's to be correct <laughs> but with mass effect one it was so well put together at the very beginning and even though you had to deal with this racist very early that you didn't know was a racist um racist we'll, 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 we'll get into it but um everything about it made sense except for the side missions because they were just trying to add extra meat because remember it was a microsoft exclusive during that time no one else had access to it and then uh, microsoft made the bad choice because remember they had they had the option to either buy bioware or to buy lion gate studio which is the people who make fable they made a bad choice fable yeah Lion yeah. They made they made the choice of the one that shut down. That's what they did. But but the Fable games were freaking amazing. The fact that oh, they yeah. don't exist right now yeah. is a is just piss poor. You know, after, once I heard that they were making a new Fable, I was I now, was pretty now, stoked. Daryl, I have to stop you just for one second. Do you remember the original name of uh, Fable? 
Oh man, I not, I don't. But I do you know do the original know. name of the of the DLC for Fable. No, but I do remember like seeing it in GameStop. Project Ego became Fable. Project okay. Ego. Peter Montadu. Uh, if I'm saying his name correctly, if I'm not, still screw him because I, I don't I don't care are, for him. He basically promised in the original Fable, and I'll make this quick because I know we're about Mass Effect. But he basically promised that if you kill somebody, that their family members will come back after you, or if you um, mm-hmm. touch somebody, you know, like you know you. Uh, pillage a village and you take the women and, and you know, limited decision of the women that they're like their son or their daughter or the or if the husband's still alive will come after you at some point in time and hunt you down or pay for a bounty to be put on you. Now, I believe this because I was a very young uh, EB Games or electronic boutique employee at the time and I took a week off to play that game. And long story short, they lied. They lied. They, they big fucking time. lied. And um, they they never put any of that, that in the was, game. It's still a great, still game, a great game, but yeah. like they did not. They did not. They promised a lot of stuff. They it was pretty much No Man's Sky, but hundred times. But uh, yeah. So um, needless to say, I took a week off from work because I was a manager at the time in Baltimore, and uh, I was very upset. But. With Mass Effect, I never felt let down except for doing the the side missions. And that's because the side missions weren't well designed because I don't think back then, remember how old the original Mass Effect is. I I think back then they didn't really know how to put... Well, it came out in 2006, I thought it was 2004. Is it... It might be 2007. No, because the 360 achievement list isn't in 2004. It's in 2006 i believe uh and that that's the release of the achievements achievement which would mean that that's the release but i just felt that it could have did more uh when it came to the side missions the side missions just never felt interesting but the overall game itself the story what it meant what was going on with everybody in it and it's kind of like you have your protagonist He's a little, you know, he's a little brash. If you want to be brash, he, you know, if you play evil, you can play evil. And that's the one thing you like about the choices. When you go back to Fable, you could be good or you could be evil. You could choose how you wanted to play the game or be neutral. Yeah, you could be yeah. neutral. Um, and it's the same for Mass Effect. Um, Chicken Chaser. <laughs> That's right. That was, that's what they called him a fable. Kicking right. all those damn the, chickens. The, the, fable, the, 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 right. fable, the fable 2 achievement for kicking the chicken. That's right. Oh, I was quite a chicken kicker. I'll I, tell you you what. know what? Let me just say this for one second. Uh, fable yeah. 3, I when that came out, I was like, yo, halfway through, I was like, this is like Western Kingdom Hearts. Whoa. How dare you? Because... It's just they 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 troped it. They're like, hey, now you're gonna fight against all these darkness that look like heartless. Like they looked like heartless. Look for somebody like me who didn't know what a heartless was. Uh, yeah, I thought it was quite enjoyable. So, all right, Josh, did you get to tell us what you thought about your time with Mass Effect? No, yet? not yet. All right, all right well, so all right for me, and there, there were certain games I remember playing. You know, growing up, and the and that that were like revelatory games. You know, RE2. I remember when I played Gears of War; it was one of those games that like raised oh, yeah. the bar. Uh, but like one of the things I always wanted was a really genuinely amazing sci-fi game because I grew up. I was very into Star Trek. 
Star Wars, Farscape, if it has spaceships and aliens, like I was obsessed with it. So when Mass Effect came out, like I, I probably gave it, I probably gave it more love than it may have earned on its own merits just because it gave me, for the first time I played a game that genuinely gave me a vast array of different alien races that gave me massive spaceships. It put me on different planets. I got to feel like I was exploring galaxies and stuff like just the concept itself. Even though that game has not aged well, gameplay wise, even like y'all said, with the improvements that have been made, it still doesn't play like super great, but Man, it's there's just there's a lot of warm nostalgia for me because that game finally scratched an itch that I had had for a really long time. And it's not like I mean, when you look at a game like Halo, yeah, there's aliens and space and stuff and planets in Halo, but you know most planets just look like Earth, and you don't interact with aliens much. You just shoot all of them, you know. So all of a sudden there was a game that actually allowed me to like interact with these different races and they all felt like they had so much lore and the the world building was so good in mass effect that like, I knew uh, this, this is, this is a game that's like made for me. And then when the second one came out, that was, that was my favorite game for quite a while. Like mass effect two absolutely took the promise and, and went so far with it and did so well with it. But yeah, like it my experience, yeah, my, my experience, even with that first one, I was just, I was just so happy to be playing an experience that let me feel like I was living in one of those sci-fi shows that I had watched so much as a kid. And they absolutely managed to hit that note really, really well. You know, I loved the idea that members of my crew were not all human, that I had a Krogan with me, that I had, you know, I had an Asari with me and I had like, like it was, it just really felt like, like being on an, with an away team on a, on Star Trek episode. Like I loved it and I still love it. I, I, I love the franchise. I'm way more, I'm more forgiving than most people are of that franchise just because to me, it's the high watermark for sci-fi and games. Heck yeah, man. Heck yeah. As for me, <clears throat> I have played this game twice now, two different systems, and I haven't completed it either time. And that's not necessarily a reflection of the game, but more so a reflection on the gamer. Um, my time, and I've said this before on the podcast, my time on the Xbox 360, I ended up getting like a game-breaking glitch on one of these planets. Um, where I couldn't load past a certain point and it just no matter what I did wouldn't allow me to do it. I needed to restart the game. Uh, and so that kind of soured me from the series for a while because I didn't want to start the second or third one, even though I heard they were better because you get an achievement for having your save file, you know, for loading the, uh, the other game. Well, so you could have, do- you could have just did the comic and the achievement would have popped. Really? Yeah. CJT, where were you at this whole time? You know what? If I thought the comic was a DLC, it, though. <laughs> <laughs> no I a DLC for a for for an achievement. <laughs> well, it, it might have been, but they they patched it in so that you could, if you didn't play Mass Effect One, and you just play, you could have um, used the comic book to uh, oh, 
make your choices and import the character and it would pop to the achievement. So do, does that work on the legendary condi- collection or do you, no, even, does because, that even exist uh, on legendary? No, because um, it's all together. So you have to, and it's it. easier to transfer. And not only that, the, those game breaking glitches don't really exist on legendary. Okay. I mean, anything can happen, but like, it's really like the point zero zero one percent of people who get that now. So I wouldn't gotcha. worry. Gotcha. Well, then, as, and as for my time with the uh, with the the legendary edition, I played for a couple hours, and unfortunately, I just couldn't muster up the time to finish. So I didn't make it near as far as I really wished I would have. Um, the stupid game called Dead Space Two ate up a lot of my play time for whatever reason. I thought it was a good idea to beat that game a couple of times. <laughs> and, uh, you know, nothing makes more sense than hosting a podcast, another hosting, EA game, hosting so a I, game club, and then playing something completely different <laughs> instead. So an EA game took the place of an EA game. Yeah. EA freaking would cannibalize itself, you know? So, but yeah, so I was playing through it, man. But like the same, at the time I was playing through that game, I was playing through Dead Space as well. And I didn't want to play anything but Dead Space. And then right out of Dead Space, I put in The Evil Within, and I didn't want to play anything but The Evil Within. Now, I'm still working on that one, but the two games I'm playing tangentially to The Evil Within are... South Park Stick of Truth for one of my pledges. And then um, One Piece Pirate Warriors. Um, No, no. Remove One Piece Pirate Warriors. That's blasphemy. You need to read them. I know, but like it spoils so much shit that... You can't spoil anything when you skip the cutscenes. No, no. it doesn't spoil anything. The way it spoils One Piece is disingenuous because it's not actually good it, it, well here's the thing right so i'm using my gum gum stretchy arms gum gum gatlin uh, yeah that's right gum gum gatlin and then i'm using my triple sword slash uh three sword style Zufi. yeah yeah Whatever. zoro 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 Zor- Zor- is the Zor- three 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 swordsman <laughs> uh luffy is the rubber man and there you go um Sanji is the one that kicks a lot. Yeah, I hadn't even tried Sanji yet. But him, oh man, he's a he's a he's a goddamn speed demon. Can I make a point? <laughs> For how much Daryl hates on anime, I never thought I'd hear the words "gum gum" come out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dude, I, I'm gonna get him. I'm gonna get him to watch One Piece one day because, like, hey. one of these days, because like he he he's just figuring out that this. Manga just beat out Batman. No, you, how dare you? All uh, manga so beats out numbers. American comics, dude. Hey, check it out, right? So I'm sitting in bed the other night, manga. and I'm watching. So like, it, I'm it, watching it, TV it, with it, the wife. Batman was two. It was yeah, ranked two that's for right. a that's, while. Let's be easy on Batman. So I'm sitting in bed, right, playing my Vita, playing some some One Piece Power Warriors three. My yeah. wife is watching playing TV. with his gum gum. She, playing with my gum gum <laughs> Gatlin. And dude, my wife looks over and she looks at me and she's in just sheer disgust. <laughs> and she looks back over and just starts watching The Bachelor. <laughs> and I'm like, I, okay. I got 
I got something that you should react to on your YouTube. It, oh, it's right. called the wonderful, wonderful world of One Piece. It's a YouTube video, and Synergy. it just shows you. It just shows you where they journeyed from. It doesn't give you any story or any recollection. It just shows you their journey and where the islands and places that they went and how beautiful the world is. Just send it to me, <laughs> Daryl. He says, yeah, "Send it to much, me so I cannot watch it." How much? Can somebody pledge to get you to watch them all day long to watch one season of Attack on Titan? Oh my gosh! Well, that I wouldn't mean, be too hard. That, I would that... treat I would treat it just like a regular game. I would treat it like a regular pledge. I would I okay would... noted. That one wouldn't, wouldn't be too hard though. If there's if there's one anime series that Daryl would like, it would be My Hero because it's more so, like actual comic book superhero stuff. You There's would love still my too much horniness. In it. Yeah, but yeah, it, no, no, it's not that much. It's also, not that much, dude. You wait. would love. You'd I, actually I, I, like my hero, dude. I'm gonna make you watch so it. I'm reading. Uh, I'm reading the manga right now. It, it's progressively getting worse. The last person that told me I would like a like a anime turned on Icky Towson and I watched them punch no, the not other, that one. and then their titties popped out. I'm like, wait a second. This is the exact opposite. <laughs> <laughs> Attack they fucking on, trolled you. Attack on Titan has no horniness. It okay. is an awesome story. And it's it all is about the muscle. Very character driven. So anyway, back to Mass It Effect. also has okay. gigantic, retarded, like naked. Just monsters. watch Berserk and you'll Just be giant, there, sir. giant naked you're retards like, wandering around. American dolls that you don't worry too much about it. <laughs> That's the synopsis. That's the back of the box. Mongoloid okay. Nephilim. Oh Lord, help us! All right, so all right, I let's, PM'd it to you. Okay, let's do. Let's get back to Mass Effect. All right, so overall, the consensus is high. Okay, everyone agrees that the game is rich in lore, great in story, and overall a great experience. Even me, well, the time that I spent with it wasn't bad. I will say it's a little slow. To start, especially when you run around the issue more, you know what I'm saying? Smashing fools. But, um, you know, overall, a decent uh, enough experience. So let's go <clears throat> real fast. Okay. How many of you guys played the legendary collection versus the old collection? Okay. So, Tom, wait a minute. Both? I yeah, played well, both. Play both. Okay. Well, then we'll start with you, JT. Like, I mean, how, how was the legendary collection's presentation, graphics, audio? All that stuff compared to the original. If I'm going to be real with you, yes, they really just upresed it to be compatible with 4K. They didn't really do much. I thought so myself. They, there may be like a few wrinkles to make it more realistic, but it's like the tiniest detail. And also, um, the, Again, like there were a few gameplay fixes in each game. I think uh, Mass Effect One had the best uh, gameplay fix of the Mako because that was just like a nightmare to, especially on Insanity on the PS3. That was a nightmare. That was a nightmare to control because you would just get like two tapped and die constantly. Yeah, I would uh, say. Yeah, I'd say that they really. It's more noticeable in the first game than the rest of them because Mass Effect two and three, like visually, were already pretty solid looking games. So they and, look and those they still those, look good. those games, they also play very well. They Mass do, Effect yeah. The, the combat's really fun. One. It's very smooth. 
They uh, visually, I mean, I think some of the lighting is improved. Maybe some of the texture mapping, and and but I think the biggest thing that that I liked about it was that it just went ahead and included all the DLC, like Dude, organically within the story. Uh, that was kind of a nice thing. As far as looking at one version compared to the other one, like it's not a drastic difference in in any of it. Gotcha. No, it's just nice being able to play it on a more on a new system. Okay. Okay. Thomas. And not having being it in one like, package. Not being like ha- not not being imprisoned by last generation. You can play it on yep. like your your new stuff now, including your PS5. You're not gonna get the haptic feedback, but you are gonna get you're gonna be able to play it on there. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah, heck yeah. Thomas, what did you think about that? Uh, the, the difference, difference? is, it, you know, a little bit cleaner, a little bit sharper. Um, I felt the audio was better. And what I mean by the audio was better, it felt like they did change some of the instruments or they changed some of the, the sounds of where they wanted, like, certain things to be. And it's still small touches that you wouldn't notice unless you were playing them both side by side, uh, the the original versus the, the, the newer version. It's just seems that they felt that like okay well let's change the music and make it more dramatic here and so that makes a difference of how you felt about it so if you never played the original xbox version of it i still think for some reason it was only original xbox as well um but that's kotar but i really think that the music was upgraded a little bit better on the on the newer systems versus the older system graphic wise there's a little you know put lipstick on a pig it's still a pig but um, <laughs> it's one of those things where you, you felt like everything about it, uh, music wise. And again, I, I'm as deaf as I am. I still love the sound of music and I love the, the sound of just hearing certain things of just, you know, key elements. When you talked about dead space too, the music in dead space is what creeps you out probably more in the game itself. It's good stuff. And then man. you get to Dead Space Three, and you realize that it's no longer a horror game; it's just an overglorified action game. But, dude, but it's, it's so still fun. good. It's still good, and it's so fun because uh, you can roll around. Like you can the stomp mechanic in a Dead Space Three is just like the crazy. They brought in gangbangers for that, dude. The flamethrower. <laughs> the flamethrower is just so impressive in the yes. new game. Dude, I can't. I got to play the new one. I'm so excited to play it. I can't wait. All right. Okay. So, overall presentation, we would say it's at least a little bit better. I played on PS4. I thought it was fine. I did notice some incredibly long loading times getting into the menus. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but like for me, like there's one menu in the, in the main title where it shows you like the spaceship, but there's nothing on the screen. And it'll sit there forever until you hit a button. At least it would for me. So, like, I would click uh-huh. into the game, and it would show the spaceship. And it was just like, okay, that's loading. Loading. That only happened to you, buddy. <laughs> I was like, so then I would just hit a button. It's like, oh, it clicked right over. I'm like, oh, huh. That's weird. They Which PS4 were you playing on? Uh, the original PS4, PS4 Pro, PS4 Slim? Uh, the original. I actually I was playing yeah, on my launch yeah, PS4. You were you were playing on the PS4. I was playing on the PS5. So I I, I mine was going like. Nah, dude. I was playing on my 2013 launch PS4. So. All right. Yeah. No. No. Nah, okay. Then. But that's I it. I, it. I keep that in my bedroom. So 
I tend to play, you know, a little bit here and there when the wife's trying to watch trash TV. All right. So now here's what we're going to do. We're going to spend the rest of our time digging into key points, story, favorite parts. And from here on out, I don't care which order, how we go. All right. We're going to start with JT. We're going to go around the circle and you just, wherever the conversation takes us, it takes us until we tap out. You guys good, good with that? Let's roll. All right. All right. You have to so, start with me. All right. Well, fine. You know what? We'll, we'll start in reverse order. We'll start with Josh then. Josh. All right. Yeah. So I, I have a unique perspective on this game. My, my wife, before we were married, her name was Ashley Williams. <laughs> That's right. It was. That's exactly where I was going to go. We're going with the racist. We're going with. Yes. I was going to say this. I was going to when you called my name, I was going to be like, okay, so the racism. <laughs> <laughs> he so, said my wife was also racist. It, <laughs> she has, okay, so she has been accidentally racist. Many times. <laughs> no. So my Ashley Williams, who I married, uh, I will give you two quick stories that, that, Will help you realize just how how much this is appropriate to this game. We once did a vacation Bible school, and she's given a gospel presentation to all these children of many different races, and she's using this book that has little colored pages. Like, well, red represents the blood of Jesus, and you know, green represents new life, and all this stuff. And then she gets. And flips it over to some black page, and she says, "And if you're black, you're sinful, <laughs> but Jesus can make you white." <laughs> <laughs> what, dude? And the funny thing is, the really funny thing is, is after meeting, like meeting his wife oh, a few times, and just seeing no how, idea. like genuine and just like kind she is, and she's a teacher, so she's just like. I can um, 100% hear that coming out of her mouth and completely not registered what they did. I, I died. I died. <laughs> did and you, did like, you explain it to her afterwards? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She says stuff like that all the time. She like, She's so innocent. She doesn't mean to say something. And then the other day, we were like literally like a couple of weeks ago, we were uh, in a firehouse subs. And I'll just say it was crowded in there and we were the only white family in there. And oh, she no. loudly proclaims that somebody had lost their cotton picking minds. Oh my gosh! No, that's such an old oh, saying. No. <laughs> like what? She, what? She, 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 didn't, what? she didn't get. She didn't get shipped there. In the south, that's just an old saying. It is. It's oh, so old school. But that uh, is a like uh, clerks two level. Of what? I'm taking it back. <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, the thing for me was like, I remember when I had played that game and then I, I had my, my cousins like, I got somebody that you ought to meet. I, I, what's her name? Her name's Ashley Williams. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? This might not work. <laughs> so did you hate fucker for a while until you thought she wasn't a racist? <laughs> no, no. Not in real life or in the game. 
So like, Josh, did any of did was any also of a celibate shepherd? <laughs> exactly. So did any <laughs> did any of y'all like in your playthrough with it? Did you ever do have any consideration but to be as mean as possible to that character? Because as yeah, often as like I talked so every every opportunity in a in a dialogue tree to like take her down a peg. You, you could say anything bad to her and you will still romance because you, you, all you have to do to romance is talk to them in Mass Effect 1. You don't have to get, there's no loyalty. So you could be the most sadistic, mean bastard to, to Ashley. If he, if she doesn't, if you don't choose her to die, she's the one who's going to fuck you at that. So wait a second. Are you telling me that if I beat this game, I can't stay celibate? Like she makes me do the deed? You have to. You have to stop talking to her. Like you can't. Oh, no, talk no, no. You can. You can still like. You don't. You can still choose to be like, nah, I'm not feeling you. Well, yeah. You. You. There's a dialogue that says, um, "You. Uh, no, I think of us as." She offers or, you blah, like blah, some. Blah. She offers you like some pre-battle booty. I think. Yeah, but you gotcha. have to decline it. You, there's always an option to decline it. Well, that's what I would be doing. Decline the grind. But <laughs> I, I, I'm the type of guy who just had her killed. Oh, I, I was okay. so excited when I was allowed to kill her at the beginning. I had her at the bomb guarding it, <laughs> and then the bomb went off, and I was like, yeah, she's gone. <laughs> I'll take Kaiden. I'm a male, and I'm still taking Kaiden. Kaiden Olenko for one. Well, you got your alien chick. You're good to go. So you bring up a. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck Liara. (laughs) You guys bring up a good point though, because when this game came out, there were certain groups out there that were using the game as a as a political grandstand being like video games shouldn't be played by children. This game is a sex simulator. And I remember the one. It's also rated show. They, yeah, they had a, they had, what, what's that. his name? Jeff. Did, they had Jeff right on that new show. Oh, well, who was that guy? Uh, the I guy don't who remember. Does the game it, it was, it was the a guy Fox who does the game awards. They oh, had Jeff him. No. They I had don't, him I remember that being the debating. Article. The the issue was is they have it on the show and they're saying, look, th- th- this game has sex scenes in it. You just play through and you get to and you get to have sex. This sh- kid, this shouldn't be marketed. This game should be banned. And the counterpoint argument was, D- have you played the game? Do you know you have to make certain decisions? You have to do things in the game to be able to even get that option. You don't just play through the game and it magically happens. And the art, the host then like shut down the interview. They were like, "Oh no, I'm not gonna." All right, <laughs> don't spoil it for me. Here, <laughs> you prove my prove my point wrong. But this was a big thing in the game because this is one of the first games that had a, a topless female. That's correct in the game that I could recall. Yeah, and everybody was making such a huge deal out of it, and it was drawing more attention to the game. And I'm like, "Oh shit, I'm gonna play this game. I get to see a topless female boobs." <laughs> but it was. It's so much more than just what some of these news outlets were making it to be. The the game, it tackled the thing of racism. It tackled the thing of sex. And it tackled the thing of of 
ethically gray choices for the betterment of all life. And it just got boiled down to, oh, sex simulator on the six o'clock news. Yeah, it's a very it's a gross, a gross over, oversimplification of the the complexity that that story brought. You know, I think I think it was also smart of the creators of that game that, like, most of the time when we see science fiction, you have humans are usually like top dog, and everybody else. All the other aliens are like, you know, secondary. In this game, they really went out of their way to make sure you understood, like, the humans just got allowed to sit at the table. And they're still not sure about us. Like, you guys are kind of dumb. You're kind of jerks. Like, we're maniacs. you're this close. Yeah, you're this (laughs) close to getting kicked out of the Citadel. Like... I, I like that the dynamic was that like all the other alien races look at humanity like like well, you guys are the redheaded stepchild with chicken in your teeth, crawl aside playing the banjo. Like we're not even sure we want to let you use fire. Like it, it was nice to see the whole. We kind of have to prove ourselves as humans that we belong I, here. And then here I comes always a- thought that they were afraid of humans because of the their repetition their their pure like we're going to do whatever we can to get what we want it's basically they're afraid of them because their of their unpredictability well, that's why remember, there's never been the a human under, specter un, the uh we're not predictable we were so quick to change our minds which makes us very hard to control and that's the reason why they didn't want us to sell on the council yeah. either because of our unpredictability and that's why they feared us. Yeah. Which, to be fair, mm-hmm. <laughs> is probably why we haven't been visited <laughs> by aliens. <laughs> uh, that's I posted a meme today that oh, we'll probably this, blow ourselves up with the aliens. That's at this point, uh, an alien invasion would be like a rescue mission. <laughs> Get me out of here! <laughs> All I know is it like Mass Effect. If it got nothing else right. In predicting humanity's future, one thing I know it got right is that the moment that, that that aliens do actually show up on Earth, somebody will bang one, like immediately. Oh, It'll be happen. Jay from Jay and Silent Bob. They will that's waste yeah. no time. <laughs> It'll waste no, waste it, no time. Be me. Yeah, I mean JT, I wouldn't put it past you to to go for the blue one. I am I am a huge pervert. Okay. <laughs> so you keep to yourself, bud. Ah, <laughs> uh, nah. Let it all hang out. This is the podcast. Let's do this thing. All right. So I got a question for you guys. Then. So who is who is the best character in the game? If not Shepard, then who is like the who's the ultimate good character and who's the ultimate bad character? Garrus is my favorite character in the whole franchise. He's Garrus, the most Garrus logical my character. Favorite. Um, my. He's like Spock. My favorite female character, you might say it's Liara, but it's not. It's Tally. Oh, I love Tally. She's Tally the only character great. I've ever romanced in the three games. Really? Well, you can't romance him in Mass Effect 1. So um, I'm just saying that's the only character. I never romanced anybody in Mass Effect 1. 
I was too big. Uh, yeah, way- no, you, I, you know, I was finding ways to try and tap her in Mass Effect 1 as well. <laughs> but I, I got her in Mass yeah, Effect I got 2 her and 3. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love her so character, my- too. She's my favorite female character. Garrus is my fe- favorite male. And the close second in the male it has to be... Uh, now that's the hard part. Now, now think about this though. <laughs> when you mentioned Tally so, and you mentioned ta- Tally's people, remember they made the Geth. The Geth are their own AIs who've done yeah, all yeah. these amazing things, and we have yet to even mention them. These are guys who are quote unquote henchmen, and we haven't even got to the main bad guy yet because we're all thinking, you know, if you haven't played the game yet. There's technically one bad guy. You don't realize who's behind him, and you don't even realize that the Geth are just being used the same because they basically don't even answer really to him. They answer to the higher power. Yeah, the Reapers. Reapers. So this is where I might dissent with you because, honestly, to me, the best character is Saren. He's being used. Saren is a very... No, he's not really the best character... He, he's not like, even a, he's a mindless drone. No, a mindless no, no, drone. no, 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 because from the way I was understanding and what I was looking at today is he's trying to, albeit mistakenly, save the universe by, by being accepting the, these, accepting yes, these vials. Saying, oh, maybe they'll. Maybe they'll make us useful. Yes, deceived, but he's trying to do it from the best intention of, oh, maybe maybe we'll be useful and they'll but, spare us that way. And yeah. he's trying to be that dark knight of uh, nobody understands what I'm doing. But the end result is obviously at the end where he's just he's now taken over and now he's completely influenced, yeah. which leads to the final boss fight. But which I is tr- hard. such a <laughs> good character and i love how first you think oh he's evil that well, he guy, is a racist. That guy's the get, worst don't get twisted and you see now he's he, he hates the humans yeah but that came from the, the Tarian wars same same that that garris was mistrustful of humans yeah. all the Turians didn't like humans because of the history of what then went down with them right and I, 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 go for it so, like, what happened to Garrus is pretty much what happened with the Protheans. He, yeah. except without, like, the collector makeup of Mass Effect 2, basically, he, uh, he became this unwill. Uh, like, at the end of the day, he became what he was trying to avoid, and he, he couldn't Be careful when fighting it. demons, like, he used to right. become one. Yeah, I think it. He's one of the best and most complex villains that you see in a video game. He's because so Especially often video games don't have to do anything more than give you some big, like well-designed monster that doesn't it, that you have to deal with for your main villain. But to have him be in his own way noble. And you know, and and in a way, tragic because you know he is being deceived. Even though, like you said, he's in his mind, he's doing what's best for the world. He thinks like there's no 
But but, but listen to no me. Listen to me on this. this. Remember, he screwed over the Invisible Man to become a Spectre. Because remember, the Spectre could have been, uh, um, I mean, the Invisible Man could have been, or the Shadow Man could have been a Spectre at one point in time. He screwed him over when they worked together, when they're both just agents before he became a Spectre. Yeah, the Elusive Man, I'm sorry. Yeah, Yeah, he screwed over the Elusive Man when they worked together, if you read the comics. Because there's like about four or five comics that came out. Uh, from Dark Horse during the uh, second one about the elusive man and uh, Saren. The problem is, is that the the older guy, I can't think of his name, that was helping Shepard, that he gave you his ship and, and you became Commander Shepard. He worked with Saren and Saren screwed him over too. Yeah, he Captain screwed Anderson. over him too. Yeah, he screwed so a lot of this humans is, over. Yeah. This is clearly like the dude hated humans. He's like, well, maybe I'll just join with them to kill the humans because he didn't think about, I want to basically save my people or whatever like no i'm willing to destroy I'm, I'm i'm ready to destroy everything but especially when you take out those damn humans the, the dude killed his own kind he killed nihilus and so blood. it wasn't about his people i'm, I'm not saying he's not beginning. a bad guy i'm just saying he's a well-written bad guy oh absolutely now captain anderson that's another really great character that's another really great character, especially by the time you get through those. Like by the time you get to the 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 third game, you feel like there's so much history between your character and his. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, like there's He's such like a, a father. Yeah, it's there's such a good strong relationship developed really between all the characters by that point. I know there's missteps in that game, but like Anderson, did you put him on really the council or did you put Dickhead on the council? Oh, I put him. I put, I put Anderson Dick, I, on the cam- council. I I put Dickhead in the council so I could <laughs> kill him at the end in Mass Effect Three. Like I, I punctured uh, Udina with holes in Mass Effect Three when he went traitor. I went like boom, boom, boom. You're he dead. He said penetration. Wow! Wow! Shots wow. fired. I, I hate that guy. But so, he was the only one qualified. That's why I gave him the job it, to too. Be yeah, Udina sucks. So the first time I ever played Mass Effect, I didn't realize that the romance was a thing, right? I had no backstory going into it. I had no no idea. I bought it when it first came out, and I started playing. I romanced the blue chick and accidentally. Like, I didn't know. Like, so when you guys were telling me to romance the blue chick with my, with my celibate playthrough, on my Christian Shepherd playthrough, that's so why I was like, nah, man. Oh, I'm so not you even, were you I'm were not, pretty far. You were pretty yeah. far into the game, and then it crashed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was on. Uh, gosh, I was on a different planet. I did a you bunch were of on uh, Ilos. If yeah. you if you uh, if you fucked the alien, you Romance. were on Ilos. Uh, we were holding hands and we did kiss, but that was as far as it went. Ah, uh, you were in bed. I did not have sex with that woman. Ah, uh, <laughs> that, that's the only with that thing. Blue woman. <laughs> You, you I did, did not buy that smirk. <laughs> I did not clap those alien cheeks. <laughs> but if I did, it would be hot. <laughs> you ever see the Saturday Night Live skit of uh Daryl Hannah and he was make he was impersonating Bill Clinton and he was reading the book and he was like, he walked me down the hallway. He put his hand on the inside of my leg and he slams the book. 
that is hot. He <laughs> 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 like, just keeps like reading, you know what I'm saying, from the, this, this uh, autobiography or this biography of this chick that like her encounters with Bill Clinton. He's like, I did not have sex with that woman. Yeah. But then like he starts reading the book a little bit more and he slams it shut. That is hot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm horny. That's basically that's basically what Mass Effect is. So yeah, I know you got space syphilis. Yeah, your your STD space sex simulator, or or you could just play Senran Kagura and see those titties all the time. But that's not what we're here. We're not here for for Senran Kagura. We're here for more Mass Effect. So, all right. So one of the things that I thought was really cool about Mass Effect is is the story. The setup, how you can choose your different classes, choose your different, I guess, paths or whatever. This is one of the first games where you could choose uh, to be diplomatic, to be a douchebag, to be, you know what I'm saying, essentially a good guy. I can't think of one that you could do that before. Nice Joe Republic, yeah. Nice the KOTOR. Republic, yeah. yeah. Yeah, KOTOR would be the first one I guess I ever experienced that way. Um but Mass Effect yeah. really seemed to expand on that. So earlier, Josh said he was always a douchebag to his wife. I mean, to uh, uh, Ashley in the game. Both. But like, Both. Ha- ha- when you guys play a game like this, how do you normally play? Do you play as a douche? Do you play as a it's good the guy? Dialogue. Play it's what they give you in the dialogue. In other words, if someone's a jerk ass, you're more. You have to contain yourself not to be a jerk about it. You know, it's like, all right, man, they said something that's kind of you know debaggerish. But what I try to do is I try to be out neutral first. If they continue the conversation being dicks, now here's the thing: that they do give you a choice. If like it's not going the way you want, or if you're your attributes are in a certain way where you can communicate with people. You can hit the old R R two trigger and shoot them, or R two trigger and be a dick dick to them. If I am correct. Yeah. Well, see, that's well, my that's, shepherd. That's, that's Mass Effect okay, two and one. three. Right. That's not Mass yeah, Effect that, one. Yeah. That's yeah. That's in the other. But my shepherd is gonna always skew Renegade. Okay. He always skews Renegade. I will every once in a while. I've got a soft spot for Krogans. I love a Krogan. So a lot of times, like if it's a Krogan, I'm going to treat them better than anybody else. But like. Rex is the second best male character, in my opinion. Yeah, I do like. Okay. I do like Erdnot. But like, yeah, I, I, I typically skew Renegade. If I'm dealing with other humans, man, I hate us too. <laughs> all right so for me the first round of all three games with the ps3 i went good the second with the ps4 i purposely fucked with the council i was the council i was i was a bad person my renegade was full it was Full. The bar was completely red. There was no blue. The set. The third one, which was a uh, Xbox One. Um, I had kind of this neutral way. It was a libertarian. Then the Steam one. Yeah. <laughs> and then the the Steam one. The Steam. I um. How how do I say this? I, I had a playthrough. I, I played through the game with Ashley alive. Ooh, you're racist. Just to fuck with her. 
Oh lord! Well, she's uh, laid like fuck with her allegedly. Bruised up. I, I in mean, the I mean, literally, I was, I was consistently a douchebag with her. If there was an option to say I, I want you to die, I would pick that <laughs> or something like I. I the, and that was the three play. That was the three playthroughs of Mass Effect one, two, and three on Steam. I literally was like. I'm just going to play this to be a douche to Ashley because none of my other playthroughs had Ashley alive. They were all Kaiden. I, I always picked Ashley dying because I hated that character. I will say this. Like, I would, I, I, it was not that I liked the Kaiden character. It was just that I didn't like the Ashley character. Like, yeah, no, I, 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 I didn't particularly like Caden uh, either, but like it was pretty much picking like the worst of the two, you know. Well, I did, I, every, he made, he made me other. uncomfortable because he always looked like he wanted to give me a hug. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> I changed my mind. The best character is Joker. Let's go. With Joker, Joker is Joker. great. Joker Seth is the best. Seth Green kills that character. It's so good, and he's such a through line for the whole series too. Like he's so he's kind of like the. He's almost like the cement that holds that series together. Like he's the glue yeah. in the franchise. He's always he's the in Mr. There. And, and, and pretty much the two best humans. Mm-hmm. The two best humans are Anderson and Joker, and the rest yeah. are all fucking assholes. Nice, nice. All right, Matt, I hadn't heard from you too much on this one. <sighs> There's so many games that I jump back and forth between what I want to do and what I actually do. I tend to skew Paragon in this one because I like the idea of being the good guy, but then going and doing whatever I want to do. So I could be like, I could be the nice guy and then turn around and shoot that person in the face because, yeah, it just felt right at the time. But I always, when I play games, it really depends on what I think the character is supposed to be. And I feel like Shepard in, in canonically would be more of a paragon than a renegade. But that's how I kind of skewed my answers when I did my playthrough. Uh, I mean, my my answer was basically, what the hell would I do? Mine was, I wanted to be Captain Kirk since I was I a little boy a- and fuck every alien that existed. So I tried my hardest. He's like, if I could have let my shepherd walk in there and crunch on an apple. Yo, in Mass Effect 3, which one of you had a gay relationship? Because you could fuck. There was an achievement for that. That's the only achievement I don't have. That's the only achievement I don't have. Game. That's the only yeah, achievement I don't have. But but when it came to Ashley Williams, I hate He's like <laughs> Ashley Williams constantly. And then in the second game, this damn chick tells <laughs> this chick in the stop. second game tries to tell me I'm the racist when she was racist the whole time in the first game. Like, so you switching this shit up on me in the second game? What the hell? Virtue signaling. Well, what about the <laughs> what about the journalist? That girl was from yeah, IGN. I'm at She's an IGN right um, now. girl, no, and uh, apparently she like fucks somebody. That was like what part of GamerGate or whatever. Um, of course she did. So after she did that that cameo for number two, she disappeared. By the way, she was no longer on IGN. She's a good looking chick. I can't think of her name anymore. But uh, 
she was a an IGN gamer girl, and and she was just you know a talking head at the point in time. She wasn't even on G was it GTV or or X X Play TV or whatever. Um, but oh, yeah, she was yeah, such yeah, a big yeah. deal that they put her in the game, and then all just magically after the game in Gamergate, she just disappeared, never to be heard from again. Hmm. Did not so know that. I just. I just looked up the achievements. There is no achievement. Are you sure? For a gay the, look at the original. The original one for the Xbox. The, there, there's one on Fable. I, I am the one. The one for the okay. 360. Mass oh, Effect Fable, Three. Fable Three. There was one. You had. To, I think it wasn't. There wasn't a gay uh, achievement, but it was like you had to romance every type of person. I think it was in Fable Three. Yeah, and you had to get you them get pregnant a dude pregnant. <laughs> Hey, it's twenty twenty three. You can get these pregnant these days. You could, hop, you could, hop, you could, you could. Like, I saw the movie. I saw place. Arnold Schwarzenegger get pregnant. You can't prove that it can't happen. <laughs> That's right. Bro, Man, get out of my head. Not pregnant. <laughs> oh, I will say this rapper? is something that I, I can't think. I know there's a lot of games that allow you to like customize your character, create your own character, whatever. Mass Effect is the only game I've ever scene where when you talk to like fans like actually like rabid fans of the franchise you always hear them say well my shepherd like would do this my shepherd would do that like the shepherd character is the only character i can think of in a game that becomes so personalized for everyone who plays it that it it can really feel like a different game and a completely different experience based on how you see shepherd and how you choose to play Shepard. Like it it Agreed. really did it really did give you a unique experience, even if it is somewhat on the rails. Well, you can create your own guys. You know, like that's what makes it so good. Because that's one of the very good uh, first games where you really could create how your guy looks or your female character. So that's really changed gaming yep. onto itself because yep. you can make a character look like you. You can make him brown, you can make him white, you can make him whatever you wanted yep. to make him. Yeah, it was imp- or and you know I don't think did the first the first one didn't give you the female shepherd option. And they added, the second one, right? They both they added the, the female, female. I thought to the to the remake one to the to the uh, one. No, no, I I played I played uh I I just put in the Mass Effect one for the three sixty. Okay, There's a female option. Okay, hmm. okay, well. I mean that in itself was a pretty. That was a pretty. My PlayStation big thing. Three playthrough was female. That was a pretty big deal, though, to be able to say, "Hey, you can have, you know, you can be she can she can be Shepherd." You know, like that was a cool thing that you know not many people. I don't remember that happening much it, before this. Because the only like time you got option. to play a female was in Tomb Raider, uh, Rogue I mean, Ops, or. Was it? It's not. Was it Honor? The one where the girl has like the little string and set in Japan, and she's killing people because she was raped. Yes, or every JRPG <laughs> ever. Um, so yeah, here, yeah. Here, here's the here's the thing. All right. Um, I I uh my first playthrough of Mass Effect one through three, I played as the female. And, and here's my reasons why. Are you ready? Comes out. When you look 
at someone's butt in a third person view, would you rather look at a man's butt or a woman's? Well, that's like saying when you watch porn, you're not looking at the dude's penis (laughs) going in and out. You know, I mean. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm watching the uh, Hago eyes going off. They do all that with Look. green screen. That's all. It, they all That's do all that in post. The That's only like, time I played oh, as a absolutely. girl was yeah, in. Um, I, I know. Are, is anybody really. here familiar with Jade Empire? One of their earlier games. Okay, so I played as a girl yeah. and had a female romance yeah. with the other girl. Was in my party in Jade Empire, and then we ruled the world after we. Uh, Lesbians After we killed the um, the emperor and Jade Empire, and that game needs to be remade. By the way, <laughs> that was an amazing game. Yes. I did play. I never played a whole like a full playthrough as female Shepherd, but I've I played probably half of of Mass Effect Two with the female Shepherd build, and I will say that like the the voice acting was really good for her and the, the, there's a different dynamic between like her and Garrus and different characters they do react to you differently as the female shepherd so like they it's not just a oh this is an option but it's the same game like you legitimately have like a different experience i'm not saying it was a better experience although i'm sure some people will say that but it's a different experience as female shepherd versus the you know the the male version but all of us have forgotten to pay homage to Jill Valentine yeah. uh, there you go there you go the thickest ass of them all let, <laughs> let me ask you this can you name the male voice actor for mass effect isn't it the guy who did it should Uncharted? be the same guy no no What's his name? What's his name? Uh, Mark Muir. Can you name the female voice actor for Shepard? No. No. Laura Bailey. Jennifer Jennifer Hale. Ah. Actually, that sounds familiar, actually. But here's the point. I knew without looking up, Jennifer Hale was the female voice actress. And that's because there's been this rabid fan base around her and being like, Jennifer Hale is my ship. That's uh, how much everybody loved her. And she was extremely good in the role. Now, I will say this. All of the voice acting is great. But part of her career is built off of her role as, as female shepherd. Yeah, she did a wonderful job. She More than wonderful. She was perfect in the role. And it's interesting that a lot of people steer more towards remembering her as opposed to Mark. I had to look up who the male actor with Mark was because it just seems like he hasn't done a whole lot after that. But the idea is she did such a great job in this that she became a household name beyond just what she did in Mass Effect. And I, like I, I said, the on a whole the game's voice acting is stellar. Everybody had a different sense of who they were being. And I bring this to the point of hearing the Reaper talk for the first time. When you're introduced to Sovereign and you're like, oh, this isn't just 
AI. This, this is, I think this is the Reaper. And he sounds so menacing and so he has conviction in what he's saying, what it's saying. It's the sound effects and voice acting in this game are part of what makes it so engaging because you're believing these roles. It's not just some crappy, janky voice acting that's like, wow, that person phoned that one in. These people are really talented, and it it adds well, to the overall well, depth like that, of what you're experiencing. And they got people like Keith David. Like, yep. that dude yep. was Spawn. He was like Goliath and Gargoyles. He, like, his voice is so iconic. Yeah, he was in the what the thing and and some of those John Carpenter movies. He was he was iconic. So he did the voice of Anderson. That that automatically gives that character a gravitas that it wouldn't have had otherwise. You you did you know that uh, Sovereign's alien race is in Mass Effect Three? Um, it's not actually a ship. It's an octopus like um, race that they uh, that they metallic they they turned it into a metallic weapon uh it's dlc I'm assuming that was the last dlc for it speaking of yeah the the dark one when you go underwater yeah speaking of dlc did you said earlier that this mass effect had dlc i remember the citadel being a mat a DLC for the second game. Third. What was the DLC that like? That was for this third. Game? That was third. Third. That was, was the Citadel? last Citadel bit of DLC, and it was like an honoring to, uh, of the game uh, for everybody, and they changed the ending. Yeah, you uh, you're you're facing your clone. Okay. In the Citadel, um, Cerberus cloned you twice. They revived you, and then they cloned you. So they copy Metal Gear, got it. And your enemy in that DLC <laughs> is the clone. All right. Okay. So what was the DLC for then for Mass Effect then? Uh, I believe a couple of different sniper rifles and no, there, there was, there was. Or, or was there some other weapon? And then there was an extra yeah, it was an extra the mission. Asteroid one. Yeah. What when it was when the asteroid was about to hit Terra Nova, which is Earth. And the Britarians the were the people who were chucking the asteroid right into Earth. To be fair, okay. it was not a great mission. <laughs> it was not. It was terrible because most of it was done on the Mako, and the Mako sucks. Yeah, I remember the Mako sucking. Yeah, it sucks out loud. I'd say probably about like 90% of that mission was on the Mako. Yeah. It was not a fun time. And boo boo. Hammerhead was better. So, speaking of things that suck, let's kind of talk about some of the, I guess, the down points of revisiting the game. JT, obviously, you've revisited it several times. Um, You know, what what are some things that just kind of stand out that weren't so great for Mass Effect? Well, I've always said the, I mean, I said it kind of in the beginning. The, it's their first time at it, so it was the gameplay. The gameplay was not the best. I think the what they did with it afterwards and evolved it from like Mass Effect 2 and 3, I think that was great. But Mass Effect 1 gameplay-wise, it did not age well. Yeah. Well, 
Correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't it? It wasn't until that second game that they kind of borrowed the cover mechanics from Gears of War for the combat. Correct? Yes. Yes. You're you're yeah. right. You are uh, right. So 100%. yeah, the first game, it was it was an aggravating thing to try to to try to keep from getting hit to try like. It, combat just wasn't fun in the first game. The story, like we've said, was great, but the combat is not fun in the first game. There were a lot of times in the first game where your party would force you out of cover to get into cover, and then you would die because they bumped you out of cover. Um, yeah. There were also times where, for some reason, you're in cover. You're in it. And then... You don't press anything. You're standing up now, and they're just gunning you down. Yeah, it's aggravating. It's so so aggravating. So yeah, it happens com- so much. Yeah, in combat is terrible. The Mako is terrible, and especially if you're like me playing this on insanity for the hundred percent, it breaks your mind eventually. Thankfully. I've done it so many times that it's second nature that I actually thought it was pretty easy. And the, the freaking elevators in the Citadel. When you play it, it lasted like the, a very oh long time. That, that's something that they did good. That's just something that they did good in uh, the remastered. They, they, they offered you to press X uh, for PlayStation. It was square. Yeah. They, they let you skip X, part of that you, ride. You could skip it. And they actually you had everybody talking and stuff, but like playing it, you like could skip the, that conversation. Yeah, playing it in that, like in its original format. Oh my gosh, that those elevator rides were terrible. Like the pacing, it was so. There was moments in those games where like it's action packed and great, and then it would just grind to a halt and and just get so slow in that first game. How about unskippable cutscenes in the original? You could you could skip them with Square. Not in the original. On the PS3? I, I remember, did it on the PS3. No, because I remember there were times that I was... One of the first bosses was the Krogan. I forgot yeah. what section that was. And I died so many times. And I remember having to go back to that fight every time. Watch that seeing same him, stupid you know, video. Walking <laughs> in. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, yes, I know. He walks in. Yes, I know. We have a car. Shut up. Let me fight and die again. Jesus. That was, that was probably the 360 version. So the, the 360 version came out first. Then came the out PS- first. Three came out. The, it came out on PS3 with the collection. Like it wasn't originally. Yeah, or or you could buy it digitally. But the, yeah, the because it was is, Xbox Series. Yeah. But the yeah. you mean 360? Uh, PS3. Um, the PS3 version. You could skip that cutscene. You yeah, you just press square. Version. You just press square, and you could you, you could blitz through. No, I was being racist. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Thomas, what are some things that stood out to you that didn't either didn't age well, well or you thought was just booty to begin? I with? can I agree with everybody just on everything when it comes to the the overall gameplay. And what I mean is the gameplay for the original one was horrible, and the remakes or the quote unquote technical remakes they did fix it to where it was more like two and three, so it made it a little bit fun. But the pacing was often one a little bit because 
again, this was their first time doing something new when it came to their combat. The one thing that really stood out that I thought that was so good is just your choice making was more advanced than it was in your previous games of your Knights of the Old Republic, uh, Jade Empire. And then, of course, you know, they were still working on uh, Dragon Age at the time that they released uh, Mass Effect. And remember, Mass Effect did not get big at first because it came out with some with some heavy hitters. And it was Mass Effect 2 that got everybody to actually go and play Mass Effect 1. Mass Effect 1 did not do good well at all at first. It was 2 that got everybody into it. So if it wasn't for 2 being just, I mean, 2 knocked everything out of the park. 2 is I would consider one of the greatest games ever made as far as like, it could be a movie and you would love yep. it. You could, you, you could do, I mean, it's so damn good. Yeah. It's, it's I mean, genuinely it's, it's more or less as anybody ever here saw the Ben Affleck movie with, um, what? No, 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 no. Batman vs. Superman? The, That's right. The, the one yes, with, um, masterpiece, baby. Him, uh, the guy no. from Die Hard, I can't think of his name right now, and the soundtrack from Aerosmith. And they're all astronauts and they're going to the, yeah, and more oh, or less, Armageddon. Armageddon. number two is Armageddon. Uh-huh. You're, you're on the suicide mission, and you if you if you don't get shit done, everybody dies. And so that's what two is so awesome and amazingly well. Um, yeah, because because you knew you were not going to come mission. back, and and I'm not going to give anything else away, but. Two just had so many things. With one, one was more like, okay, you're going to save the day. You know you're going to save the day. With, with Saren, um, the Reaper, you know you're going to, with, with Sovereign, you know you're going to save the day. But you were scared at first. If it's the first time you ever played through it and you know nothing about it, and it's your first time playing a sci-fi, like a movie, and the advanced storytelling. In other words, if you knew nothing of storytelling at the time, it's one of the most advanced stories at that time that when it came out in the early 2000s of of how everything was done and how manipulative uh, we don't talk about the credit to give the Reaper, to give Sovereign that of how manipulative he was and how he disrespected everybody. It's like he was like a, I don't know, a school teacher dealing with children uh, and just thought he was just superior at everything because he was in advanced life form. And it's like, we wiped you out numerous times. You finally made your way, you know, like talking about the humans that we're going to wipe you out now too, because you finally became smart enough to do it. But they skipped us the last time they, they, they said that they were going to get us. But they said we weren't advanced enough. That's where they made their mistake because we ended up fucking them. Well, and the the reality is, like, if you did not play your cards right throughout that game, you could get to the end of Mass Effect 2 and nobody survives. The whole Normandy crew, everybody just dies. That is a possibility in that game. It actually feels like real I think that's why 2 is so beloved. And, and so I, I had to, I, it, I had to, uh, I had to beat that game with everyone alive at the end because yeah. that was the achievement, and I got it. I got in the first playthrough. Uh, right. But, huh? Nothing. I got <laughs> on the easiest playthrough because if you get on the easiest playthrough, which is the first playthrough. Then you don't have to. Then you could let people die on insanity and not do as much at the end. Yeah, smart. I think that. Uh, but, yeah. But, mm-hmm. um, you brought up Dragon Age Origins, but just just quickly, Mass Effect had voice acting uh, on the main character, 
And it came out before Dragon Age Origins. Dragon Age Origins didn't have voice acting on the main character. They skimped out on Dragon Age Origins. Probably best. We got I, I I played Origins. I didn't like that game that much. Yeah, I'm right there I, with you. Yeah, I couldn't I get into it. Part, enjoy it part as of much it was either. the auto combat, you know, like the, you wouldn't believe how many hours I was sitting there hammering slashing. the button thinking that I was slicing and dicing. Uh, and all this stuff. Number two, it's a hack and yeah. slash. And then, like, I get a phone call. Yeah, well, see, I, I get a phone call and then I'm not I'm not doing anything. My guy's still fighting. I'm like, wait, wait. Oh, and then, like, from that point on, I was just like, yeah, you just had to. You just had to, the only thing you had control over was the um, abilities on the bottom right. That's correct. But you said Dragon Age but Two is it, a hack and slash. Yes, okay. it is. I'll play that. I'll it's much different. That. But uh, I don't. I don't. I. I don't. They also. I think that's when they added yes. the voice acting to the main character as well, right? Yeah. And then the multiplayer is in the one for the Xbox One and the PS4. Yes. Inquisition, yeah. No, I I knew that. And it's not really multiplayer, it's co-op. It's co-op like horde style, right? Like 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 zombies in World at War. I I remember a bits of that. I I haven't delved deep into that, but I remember a little bit. Heck yeah, heck yeah. All right, guys. Well, then I want to go around the room just kind of one more time and get like kind of a last minute thoughts, you know, on the game. Or if there's anything that you want to just kind of bring up about it, because I feel like conversation has been pretty good. I do feel like we've bounced all over the place. Um, But, you know, kind of just general. Well, can we talk about the council and how much the council was a bunch of douchebags that really hated and like it didn't respect us at all? They're like, oh, we're going to give you the title, Spectre, but but we're doing it, you know, like it took them three times. We're going to give it to you, but we don't want to give it to you and go fuck yourself. The, yeah, they're it, terrible. It took a, it took us it took them three times for us to save them from death. And rule of three, actually right. consider us and say we're in your debt. We're uh, we're gonna praise you forever. You're our god now. That's when Udina. That's when Udina. That's when Udina <laughs> went rogue. And went to Cerberus slash Reapers, and that's when I nailed them with riddled them with bullets because I always hate him. <laughs> oh, you just hate him because he's a part awesome. of a certain group. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Racist. <laughs> no, he's not. He's not always in the group. He wasn't right. in there in Mass Effect One or Two. <sighs> <laughs> so I I think the one thing that I that we haven't really talked about that I think deserves a mention. I know we've talked about how you know the pacing isn't great in the first one, and you know it's got issues. All of that being said, that finale in the first one where you do have to deal with Sovereign, that finale feels. Well, what about the big reveal with the with game. the per, was it the Prometheans? So the big. Yeah, the Prophean, yeah, the big reveal yeah, with them, the, makes the game changed completely. Because when you're there on that planet, and all of a sudden you're hearing all this stuff that took place, because remember, they just disappeared. They're the most advanced, the smartest, the greatest. And all of a sudden, yep. they disappeared. 
And so when you start to find out yeah. about them, it, 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 it changes it you because then it changes like you start to feel like at that one point in time in the game, it starts to feel more realistic because you invested all this time because you probably got at least 25 hours mm-hmm. into the game, if not more. And then it changed you because you, you hear about them. And then it's like, oh, my God. And this happened to them. Yeah, that la- that final, I'd say like the final third of the game. Like really, I guess from that point that you're talking about on, man, the most the games don't have that kind of payoff. So they put everything at the front, like it, it's they front so load it, and then and then the, and then like no. they put it in the middle, and yep. the payoff is garbage. The payoff for Mass Effect was amazing. Yep, it's probably the it's one of the, the best. It's one of the best of any, and the second one, I would say the same thing. Both of the first and second games. They both have some of the best finales of any games I've ever played. There's very few games that I think are on par with how well those two stick the landing. I agree with Mass Effect 1 and 2, but like Mass Effect 3, that original ending was so bad. That's why I didn't mention that one. (laughs) They ended up removing it and patching in a new one, which was a great ending. But like it still wasn't like as epic as Mass Effect 2, 1 and 2. Let's be real. It never was and never will be. Let's hope that Mass Effect 4 ends up I being still like, like about not. 75% of Mass Effect 3. Well, it well is, think about yeah, this. Is 3 actually a dream? Because remember, all. he's chasing the boy in the woods. Is this all in his mind? Had the Reapers already infected him? And is this is number well, 3 just all a dream inside Shepard's head because he's being controlled by the Reapers? In Mass Effect 4, they already announced that uh, they're, they're, um, that Shepard was real and was never controlled by the reapers apparently there's like an ending where he survives Mm. i never seen that and that's what i've never seen that ending i don't know you gotta do something to bring him back i've never seen that either but like apparently um apparently every ending that i've seen that's Shepard had to kill himself um, to save everyone. But, like, one of them, apparently, he survives, although they probably never show it. Um, so, canonly, because of what they said about But Mass what Effect if everything 4, that Shepard has done and everything we did in Mass Effect 2 and 3 were all dreams put together by the Reapers when they had basically destroyed the ship, Shepard's body survived, Shepard's been kept by the collectors the whole time and we don't even know or or the geth by the whole time and they've been manifesting this this is hypothetical yes is this is this hypothetical <laughs> is it okay because because i i literally just told you that that can't be. um i would i would be mind blown my 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 mind would be turning it's a good way to reset it. It's but a good way to reset it. That basically, you still keep him at that age. You can say everything was kind of a dream process of where they were controlling him the whole time. So they certain people broke him out. They freed him, and then basically, you're starting the whole franchise over again with the Reaper still intact. Yeah, with Mass Effect Four, and you can do a whole other yeah. trilogy based off that. 
Because Liara was in well, the trailer. Well, their race stays alive for, what, 2,000 years? Yeah, like she's going to the wreckage of the Normandy. Yeah, there, there were like a, a few thousand, yeah. So they, I mean, it could mean anything, you know, like. But she's there. She's, there are many she still a power broker? in Mass Effect Andromeda, even though. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I I didn't really get far in Mass Effect Andromeda. I kind of just... I like, got to the first place, and I was just done. I was like, man, this is the most boring thing I've ever played in my life, and the characters are unattractive. No, I got, I got to the middle. I got to the middle of Mass Effect Andromeda, and then I said, oh, I'm done. I say game club, baby. Let's finish it. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably gonna. I'm probably gonna. I want. I want to platinum it because I want to have all the Mass Effects platinumed, yeah. and I have every single stack on the PlayStation done except for Andromeda. And the thing is, yeah. Andromeda. It's not just one of those things where, like, if it had been a standalone game that didn't have the Mass Effect name, like if it had just been another game on its own, it would have been fine. I, if it if it had had no nah, connection to Mass Effect, it, 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 really it was, still it really was, was a sucky game. It was just it was not still, a good it was game. Still, it 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 released like Halo Master Chief Collection online. It was a broken pile of shit. You you literally you moved, you phased into the world. That yeah, was, it was it. You couldn't play the game. It was terrible. It was like Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Like it was just. It's yeah, just, it was like Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven on a on a PS four and a Xbox One because if you played it on a Series X or PlayStation Five or the PC, it didn't do that. But like, but now that guys, that's just it's just a terrible game, and they should feel bad about it. No, I, I think it's <laughs> well. To be fair, it was made in uh, Canada. Okay, so. now I wouldn't say it's great. <laughs> Blame Canada. Blame Canada. Blame Canada. Country. Awesome. Awesome. Matt, you got anything you want to add before we get out of here? I really don't have much else to say that you guys didn't cover. I think we covered this game very thoroughly, and I appreciate all the input everybody had. Heck yeah. I I think it is worth the time and effort to go through all three games to get to the conclusion because, as they said, it does pay off. Well, think about this. You, you remember and the I part of the spider, it. right? If you keep Thank that you. spider alive, that fi- that spider will fight with you in number three. Remember, every ally that you don't kill, that may be an enemy that you keep alive, they will all fight with you in number three. Yeah, yeah. If you don't, if you don't use the poison cloud, if you don't, if you don't do the, po- she gets recaptured in number three. If you use a, if you go into Grunt's but mission, everybody that you don't kill, that you keep alive, there which you have the option to kill them. Uh, or you know, tournament or whatever, they will actually fight with you in number three to help yeah. you take on the the, the reapers. Yeah, the arachni. They're, they're called arachni, and and they're that's one thing you have to take into account. That's awesome. I wonder what kind Inspired. of horrible people are there. Any people that are so awful as human beings that they didn't cure the genophage? Well, that was up to you. You could either lie about it to. Um, lie about not doing it to uh, to keep Morden alive who is the Salarian that dies if you try to if you end up curing it or you can have him cure it get a huge army I want the huge and army kill off Morden 
but is, which is it, what I did. I mean, like, which is, is what I did. An option. There's an option to not yes. cure it, though, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm saying, but like, I wonder if there's anybody Morden who is did alive. that. Morden is alive, and the Solarians join you. But the thing is, is that the Solarians Dude, that will eventually join killer, you, by the way. regardless. Right, even or scientist slash killer. Yeah, uh, Morden. Morton, yeah, he, he's the cause of the genocide. Oh, bloody he man! Hey, the, the Grogan's that much. I don't think he hated them because, like, he created an anti. Uh, he created the cure because he thought he literally said, "Yeah, I don't like thinking like that anymore." I think that his storyline is is more so that he's just so it's, it's sort of the Jurassic Park thing of like we were so busy trying to figure it out if we could do it that we didn't think about whether we should. I think it was all yeah. about just the science to him and not the actual impact on their society. Well, and, it was and just gameable functions. Okay? And, and, they were uh, just doing gameable functions. It was the retribution. They were just you know they're in a doing gameable functions <laughs> and <laughs> just affected this one group. It was the lab. It's the genophages is from China. They created the genophage in China. <laughs> but it's yeah, a no, Chinese like, genophage. I, I've been told I, it's I, the I, largest I like, ever. I like Rex too much to, to well, lie. Well, he was the him, most honest know. person you had in your group because he was he was very much a mercenary, but he never had a problem telling you the truth, and he was always straight with you. Yes, and I like yeah. that. Hey, he was very blunt. Yeah, he was very blunt. He, he was like, "Yeah, no." This, 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 imagine, imagine this him and right. Shepard at a bar, and like Shepard's talking to a girl. It's like Shepard, she's a trap. What do you mean? She, she's a trap. What do you mean? She has a dick. <laughs> That's a trap. <laughs> she is a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I can hundred percent see it. Uh, but I also like just don't. Um, you know, there, there are actually um, in that DLC, that Citadel DLC. You and Rex are in a bar. That's not too far fetched. So that that that's <laughs> you do end up in a bar. It's not. He ends up in the TLC, so I'm, a, I'm assuming that's the Citadel see. one that I didn't play. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Where I, he- fight I hear that's clone. really hard. I hear the Citadel DLC is like really hard. Not if you do it on easy, which is what I do. <laughs> but isn't there like a isn't, isn't there a trophy? I, I did me? I did my hundred percent playthrough on casual uh-huh. and then I just and then I just I just uh Beelined it to the end, did all, didn't care about missables and insanity because it was easier to do that. Yeah, like why would you? How hard is the insanity the run? Actually, I don't think either any of them are actually that difficult. I think Mass Effect Two is the hardest, and there's only like f- two places that are actually hard, which is um, Horizon. Which is the human colony that the collector? You have to like, pay attention to your ammo and what type of ammo you're going to use against take them. the people. Gotcha. Uh, no, you could just use the wall glitch. I mean, they all oh, mass glitch. effects have oh, wow. have, have an exploit that 
you can uh, you can use a wall hat, a wall glitch where you're you edge out. You're like on the side. You can see them, but because of the programming, they can't see you. So you're a peeping tom. So they'll never shoot at you, or they'll shoot at you, but. They'll shoot at you, but they'll always, yes, but they'll always miss. So you just shoot them back. But the thing is, is that that can easily be countered because they could just walk up to you. And they're damage mm. sponges. So eventually you will die if you do that and don't move on. Um, I don't think it's that. I think like in Mass Effect 2, it's Horizon and the Collector Base. Those are the... The, the two collector base and probably the geth level where you recruit tally those are the four Dude, those geth levels. can get overwhelming boy those are the four levels that are hard but on insanity but everything else is cakewalk um mass effect 3 it's the citadel missions where you're um where uh, cerberus Invades, yeah, and all Just that waves stuff. That, that's and waves of, and then they drop the big mess. Well, fighting in that boss and, is pretty uh, difficult. The, yeah, um, the guy and, who's and, part uh, of the then, uh, elusive man's team, the yeah, he, he's paying the ass. Oh, the little Asian yeah. dude. Uh, well, well, that's at the base. That's not. That's not at. That's not the same level. That's that's in Cerberus space. So at the Cerberus, that's the next hard part in. Uh, in Mass Effect 3 is a Cerberus base when you invade the Cerberus base because of that one battle that he was talking about. Um, but they're completely doable. I think they're completely doable. I've done them so many times. I think they're completely doable. I'd, I'd rate the difficulty probably like a 5 out of 10, 6 out of 10 in difficulty. 6 out of 10 most. Okay. All right. I dig it. I dig it. I think you could do it, but... You would have to practice in a few places. Well, I mean, Daryl's Daryl Shepard can't do it because he has to have that battle with Blue Balls. <laughs> oh, Blue Ball Shepard! <laughs> Y'all don't understand how hard it is keeping you keeping you Johnson to yourself in in space. <laughs> in space, no one can hear you screw. That's a, or screen. That's right. All right, guys. Or everyone can. I definitely appreciate you guys coming on here, being the experts in the field, talking Mass Effect with us. I'm sure the audience will definitely appreciate it, too. Lots of passion in this group. Uh, What I'm going to do is uh, when this goes live on Monday, I will put up the next list of games for the patrons to vote on, and I will add Mass Effect 2 to that list so that if the patrons so choose, we can continue down the Mass Effect um, conversation and all that stuff. And uh, it sounds to me like Mass Effect 2 might be the better place for me to jump next. Did you get play? Mass Effect 2 2 is the best one. It's one of the best games ever created. It's so good. That's that's a very unanimous thing. I hear that a lot. I hear that a lot. So. And, I've and I'm not saying it. this because Levi says it's a masterpiece. It's exactly <laughs> hey, a masterpiece. He, it legitimately he is. That this that it, Mass Effect is one of his favorite games of all time. Well, you uh, do realize in Mass Effect right Two to have that. In Mass Effect Two, you start millions. out in the back of a wagon, and then you're waking up, and then you're in Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> God help us. 
you're in space spiral, Skyrim, where you're raping children. <laughs> you I used to be in Cerberus until I took an arrow to the knee. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Or oh, you're God. conceiving children, having them starve to death, and then leaving them for death. Jeez. Jeez. All right. So that will be... be a good parent. That'll be yeah yeah that does that's not how you parent by the way in case anybody was wondering. <laughs> I was actually a camp counselor. I, I'm not actually <laughs> no, I'm actually concerned. Let that one go. You're just making it just burying yourself. He put that he put that on a resume. <laughs> he was like, a TV you know, I was thinking right, here's what I'm gonna do know, for, for for resume since you're right, resume. If you're a fluffer, can you put fluffer on your resume? Oh, dude, funny story. I don't know, oh. by the way. I'm sure there's a professional <laughs> term for that. But uh, I just put together my... artist? Mm, I just put together my resume artist. to nice. apply for some audio editing jobs. Con, con. <laughs> and, and my wife was like kind of proofreading it. And I, I gave a list of like all the different bands I've edited music for and uh, projects and podcasts and all that stuff. And um, she was like, I don't think you can put trophy whores on a resume. And I was like, I'm sure it's not the first time someone's ever read the word whore. She's like, but on a resume? I was like, well, then we'll change it to the Proven Gamer Network. But I didn't. It still says whores on my resume. The trophy ladies of <laughs> ill repute. That's right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, sure enough, I got whores on my no, resume because... right now. <laughs> how much? How much you pay them? There you go. Mm, they pay me. So you're the pimp. <laughs> oh, you got the cane. Special skills keeping the pimp hand strong. Got got the cane. Are you that pimp? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Good try. Give JT a hand. It's been a long night. All right, guys. We're going to get out of here. I'm a pimp named Slickback. He's trying so hard to not say certain bad words. I love it when Hank Hill, when Uh, they would say, I am not a pimp. uh, No, I I was trying to do the boondocks (laughs) thing, and then it just didn't roll off the tongue. No, never does. All right, guys. Thank you, JT. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Thomas. Thank you, Josh. Thank you guys so much for coming on here, talking Mass Effect. Um, we'll definitely reconvene on the next game club. You guys are welcome to come back. Daryl, Daryl. Uh, one more thing. One more thing. Did you guys want for to talk a mo- about? For a movie, What's that? who would play sure. Shepard, male or female, for the movie, and who would play Ashley Williams? Matthew okay, Fox. So we- right, I got this. I got this. I got this. Okay. So the person who will play both the female and male shepherd <laughs> is Nick Cage. Poop sock. Oh my gosh. That's not a real answer. That's a terrible answer. Yeah, I think <laughs> yeah, Nick joke. Cage would be good. <laughs> I, I, it wasn't. I was trying to get. I was trying to say poop sock at one point. And okay, gotcha, gotcha. You had to get your quote so in. That my brand is, gotcha, is, is gotcha. good to go. Okay. All right, I, you did good. No, I think Matthew oh. Fox from Lost that that played Jack on yes. Lost. I think he would be 100%. a really good shepherd. Hundred <laughs> percent. Now, who'd be his racist sidekick? <laughs> my wife. Because <laughs> if you're black, you're a sinner. <laughs> 
and Jesus can make you white again. We got to kill all the blue aliens. Oh my gosh. <laughs> if you could get, If you could record her saying that, Josh, we could splice that into the audio. <laughs> Not happening. Will you tell me that story that you told the youth that one time? <laughs> Oh, she's gonna guys. listen to this podcast. She's gonna give you a nice slap in the she face. She ain't listening to this. She ain't listening <laughs> to this. Like, you, she's shocked. She, she's an educated human being. She would never. <laughs> so. She's a lady of culture <laughs> and class. The most educated person is the non-educated person. All right, guys. We're gonna bounce out of here. Thank you so much. Guys, if you're listening, thank you so much for checking out Lubros Podcast. I really appreciate it. we got some really cool stuff coming up we got some great guests coming up we're going to have will from the playstation collectors podcast coming on here thomas is going to be back we're going to be talking about broken busted a games and of course our good buddy matt g always coming in pretty clutch. much always all the triple a games so say what jt pretty much all the triple a games these days is broken people sounds like we will be mentioning square enix a lot uh, right. yes i would i would love to join you on that there you go. Like you better because that forespoken fucking piece of shit. Fucking hey, it's point. on. It's on discount today. It's on discount. <laughs> all right, we're gonna have the cuss cast, where you guys are gonna get uh, on there and just cuss all the developers out for sucking in their jobs. I will join. Awesome. All right, guys. This is the real one. On three, one, two, three. We're out of here. Poop sucks. All right, guys. I'm gonna come in here with the backlog beat down and the leaderboards stats real quick uh, just a little bit of post uh, after this excellent super fun episode uh, we're going to start off with the backlog beat down in first place we got i'm styling on your bro with 97 points we got red beer rick with 52 we got duplex with 38 uh, we have diego with 31 jt with 30 gaz davis with 25 we have yield with 23 we have departed with 22 Sadie with 22 resident daryl with 20 we have alex cj and and trying casually games, which is old John Michael Game Squad with a tie with 17, Kalai with 13, Dino Killer with 12, Jared with 12. We have MZ with 9. We have Zach, one plot Zach with 8. We have James the Nerd with 7, Sid with 3, Haley Pickle with 2, and Noah the Builder with 2. Now we're going to head on over to the Loot Bros leaderboards, starting with the True Trophies leaderboard. We have Misi Goats a lot with 138 points playing some Hogwarts Legacy. Great job. We've got the Affectations Don't with 39 also playing Hogwarts Legacy. We got Mr. TMNT84 with 34 playing some WWE 2K23. We have Resident Daryl in fourth place uh, finishing up some Gotham Knights. I'm actually down to the last three trophies. Next up, we got Stink Palm playing some Madness of Dr. Decker, and he's got 29 points. So very good, very good job there, guys. And then we're going to head over to the True Achievements leaderboard. We got I'm Styling on Your Bro with 1,535 points, achievement points, um, playing some Crackdown 2. We got Saturday with 1,195 achievement points, playing some Woe Long Fallen Destiny. We got Sony Pony 2 with 700, playing some Castle Walker. GDI Master Ace with 397, playing some Kingdom Rush. And then the Bearded Nerd, finally playing some video games, playing some 2K23. Got to get that WWE fix on. Now we're going to round out the show with the Trophy Rarity update guys thank you so much for all your support go check out resident daryl on youtube uh, like share subscribe let it, let some people know about what we do over here and invite them to the group thanks guys hi guys welcome back to another rarity update 
we have a week where we've only seen one person score over 100 points. We've had only one person achieve their rarest trophy of the competition so far. And we've only had two people achieve platinum trophies this week, albeit those two did score two each. So without further ado, we'll go into the actual rarity update itself. Starting at the bottom, so 25th place, we have one Plat Zach, who was in negative points going into this week. However, despite not earning a trophy this week or this year, he has moved from minus one to plus two. So one of his trophies ended up becoming a um, a rare. He was a minus one, and that's back to zero now. So one of his trophies had matured and has become a rare. So he scored three points this week and is, is now on two points. That brings him only four points behind Kalai. Kalai is on six points. Again, she didn't earn a trophy this week. So she's, there was no movement in terms of her points. She stays on six points in 23rd place um another player who didn't earn a trophy hasn't earned a trophy for a for a few weeks now but that is darth knight 82 he did have one legacy point come his way um he's now on 16 points his rarest trophy is still 11.66 percent in madden 23 in 22nd place we have Tross, and he scored four points this week, taking him to 39 points. He scored his trophy in uh, Hogwarts Legacy, though I did notice he had been playing this game for, for quite a few weeks, probably since it, since it launched, but I did notice that he has started another game playing alongside it, although that wasn't um, the game that he scored the points, and I think it was Devon May Cry 5 wasn't actually any qualifying trophies for that so tross in 22nd place on 39 points in 21st place we have staying where he was is departed 570 he again had a single point and that was a legacy point to take him to 90 points overall his rarest trophy of the week was the interloper in Forspoken. It was a, it was 82.39%. So a few, despite earning a few trophies this week, that was his lowest. So therefore that doesn't actually score a point um, for this week. In staying in 20th place, there's, there's a few non-movers right up to 14th is where we see our first move. But in 20th place, staying there is uh, Homer gets duffed. He's on 98 points, seven points this week. Looks like he's gone back to the PS4, having sort of recently acquired a PS5. He's his rarest trophy was headhunting in Fallout 4 at 35.53%. The next player is Riley, the Brain76, and he finally did break the 100 point barrier. He scored 105 points. He was level on points with Riley, um, sorry, with Homer uh, last week. He has moved ahead of him, he's on 105 points now. Still going on Hogwarts Legacy, and that was his rarest trophy of the week at 26.01%, the nature of the beast. So 12 points this week to 105. Next up is I'm Style on Your Bro. And obviously, with his the type of games that he plays, his legacy trophies are um, doing a lot of work for him. He's his ultra rare 
has seen him increase. His very rare has actually increased overall for the competition since he joined. Bear in mind, he wasn't hadn't joined at the start. He has seen a twenty one point, uh, well, twenty one trophy increase in in very rare trophies. So that's where the majority of his points has come from. Um, he earned 16 points this week, but he actually did sort of turn the PlayStation on again. So it's two weeks running. We've actually seen a, a active trophy scored this week from Styling, and it was a decent one as well in Train Simworld 2. It was a, worth five points at 5.17%, so a very rare trophy. So he is now on 113 points. 15, 16, 17, you can decide which way you want to call them, but Tricky. Jared and Sadak are all tied on 129 points. So it was, we've seen a little battle there commencing. Um, the momentum seems to be going with both Tricky and Jared. Uh, Sadak is single figure. So Sadak, so I'll start with Tricky. So Tricky had 31 points. That was his best week of the competition so far. Um, he saw his ultra rares increase. He saw his very rares increase despite not actually earning them because his his trophy, rarest trophy of the week, was at 52.83%, which actually doesn't gain him any points. So his legacy trophy has earned him 31 points this week to take him to that 129. That mean, meant he caught up with Jared. Jared and Tricky had shared a score a couple of weeks back. Jared had sort of passed him um, and looked to be sort of moving forward, but Jared scored 13 points, um, taking him to 129 as well. So they are back level his rarest trophy was what doesn't kill you in the quarry which is actually the pattern trophy so well done to jared on getting that one and sadak scored just three points to take him to 129 he's been single digits scoring in for the last sort of month or so so based on that you would probably expect jared and tricky both to move ahead of him and you and you you'd feel styling and will probably sort of surpass him as well in the, in the next two, maybe three weeks. Uh, unless we see a change from uh, Sadak, but I do know he is a, an Xbox gamer as well, so that will obviously have an effect. But his rarest trophy was, I'll do it again, in a Justice 2 at 20.11%. There's then a big jump, or fairly big jump, to 14th place, which is uh, JT, that once ago. He's on 216 points, so about 80-odd points, 75-point lead. His legacy trophies, he was relying on them this week to do the work. They scored three points. He didn't actually earn a trophy himself this week. So probably probably playing the Steam Deck or Game Pass. Um, but he was able to uh, still earn three points. So well done to, to JT. But that he did drop a place. So though he was, he was previously in 13th, he's dropped to 14th. And he's been replaced in 13th by MZ Nitro. He earned 13 points this week, taking him to 223. So still not a huge difference, only seven points difference between JT and MZ. But MZ, um, going through his online Assassin's Creed um, trophies, he his rarest was Destroyer in that in Assassin's Creed Black Flag at 19.26%. So that actually brings him right next to... Um, the person he had been siding along with all along for this contest until firstly Diego broke them up and then JT broke them up. But obviously they're back together now and that's uh, Bella Ramsey superfan, Resident Daryl. 
Um, he scored 10 points this week, taking him to 245. So MZ did catch up, three, make three points up on him. Um, Daryl is still playing Gotham Knights, by the looks of it. That was his rarest trophy. But it's interesting to note, actually, but we might see uh, both MZ and Daryl's rare trophies increase slightly uh, over the next week, maybe longer, depending on how they go, because obviously the, the THL, the Trophy Hunters League, as they've both joined that and they're playing in the qualifiers at the moment where they've got to finish in the top six to actually qualify for the main event. So we might see some higher scoring from those two uh, in the next maybe week. And if they do qualify, maybe sort of the next sort of four or five weeks. Moving up into 11th place is Joe, Luke Bro's co-host. He has got a significant lead. Um, he's on 309 points over, over Daryl. So, sorry, not 309 points, more than Daryl. He's on 309 compared to Daryl's 245. So he had 21 points this week and his rarest trophy was in WWE 2K23 at 6.48%. He shares a score, another sort of tied score, and he shares a, a position and a score with Diego. He's also on 309 points. He managed seven this week. Um, Legacy points that were because his rarest was Chapter 3 in Castlevania Lords of Shadow at 54.84%. So a little interesting battle developing there. And obviously we may see MZ and, and Daryl sort of come into the mix for those positions as well as they look to get into the top 10. In ninth place, Dupes, he didn't earn a trophy this week. And because of the, the way Dupes plays, he plays a lot of... Recent, basically new release games um so whilst so what it's an interesting one because for, for myself i tend to play very rarely will i play a, a brand new game so a lot of my trophies are already from older games and have already matured to probably their realistic value you, you will get some swing that's in you know in certain trophies whereas dupes will play a new game so what what happens with his trophies is that one week he'll score really well and high because of the um, not many people have have earned those trophies, especially the way he sort of flies through games. But as those trophies become rarer, and if he doesn't sort of continue playing those sort of newer games to compensate for that, you get weeks like this where if he doesn't play, he ends up scoring negative. So he scored negative 18, um, taking him back down to 365 points. Um, but still. Still holding on into ninth place. He dropped a place uh, from it. He was eighth last week, but he's in ninth. So, and there's still a healthy lead over um, both Diego and, and uh, Joe. Then we've got three players who are sort of fairly close together. We've got Affectatious Donk, who had moved up a place from ninth to eighth. So, CJ putting in a, a, a decent score. 37 points this week, taken to 417. And it was another trophy in Theatre Rhythm, Harmonic Enlightenment at 23.14%. So decent week from him, taken to 417, moving him away from, from dupes. And he is closing the, gal, closing the ground on the grounded gamer. Um, so Corey didn't earn a trophy this week, another one who didn't earn a trophy. So in fact, in fact this week was the most. Um, participants that haven't earned, earned a trophy this week. 
I know that Corey, the way that he works sometimes doesn't it doesn't allow him his work schedule doesn't allow him to uh, play the PlayStation on occasions, and that may be what's happening this week. He did score twelve points still, um, keeping him above CJ. Um, he's moved on to four hundred and thirty-seven points, so only twenty points difference. But but Corey did drop a place from six down to seventh, and person who had taken over his place in six is Yield, who has now scored 50-plus points in the last three weeks. I think he's had 52, 50-51 is the last three scores. He's four point, moved four points ahead of Corey on 441. Um, he was our second player to have earned Platinums this week, which I'll come on to towards the end. But his rarest was um, our own heaven here on Earth, which is from the game that he has been playing for quite a while, which is the church in the darkness and that's a 9.27% rarity. So we're going to yield. He's certainly on a, on a march and he's trying as hard as he can, I suppose to catch up with, because next in his sights will be his co-host Alex, who remains in fifth place. And he had 24 points again this week. Um, pretty similar to what I think he had last week. He's, Rarest trophy was Picture Perfect in Chicory, uh, which I think is a game that's on on PS Extra. Um, obviously, we, I know that Alex has recently had that, is trying it out, so hopefully he's enjoying it, especially with the the games that are coming to the um, service on Tuesday, I believe. Um, some really good games there. But he's earned that um, Picture Perfect in Chicory at 25.36, and he's on 599 points. So he's a He's got a decent lead. I think it's about 158 points over over yield. So yield has still got some some decent numbers to, to catch up, and Alex has got a bit of uh, leeway to play with. And but if Alex wants to catch up with fourth place, obviously he will have to start putting in some banging in some big numbers as well because he is 151 points behind Redbeard Rick, who is in fourth place on 750. He had 28 points this week. His rarest trophy entered into the rarest trophy of the week and that was in stranded deep is this ithaca at 4.44 percent so good trophy there so well done to you rick he's slowed down compared to where he was uh, at the start but i think majority of people if not everybody has anyway it is difficult to keep at that level of scoring um i can tell you that from experience so He's on, he's got, as I said, 28 points this week, 750 overall. He only is seven, 21 points behind Mark Fraser, who is pulling away a little bit. He, he sort of gained six points on, on Rick from last week. He's on 771 points. He had 34 this week. The, be, the I suppose the, the mention we should do with Mark Fraser, Mark Fraser had been our highest point scorer for the last couple of weeks. Um, he's actually now... He'd already held the rarest trophy of the contest, but his rarest trophy that he's earned this week puts him both top of the rarest trophy of the week and rarest trophy of the contest, and that is the hero we deserve in Injustice, Gods Among Men, and that is a 0.33%. So really rare trophy, and someone has got to go hard to beat that because that is, uh, that is really impressive. So well done to Mark Fraser on that accolade in second place mark was able to 
pulled some ground back on me. Uh, I only scored 23 points this week, which was my lowest total so far of the contest. And that was only helped out by the fact that Saturday morning before I did the update, I was able to sort of dig out another ultra rare trophy in Dangerous Golf. So that was my rarest trophy, Gold Digger in Dangerous Golf at 2.01%. That got me to 23 points, which gives me a total of 832. Um, So pretty pleased with my scoring overall. I'd imagine this week's going to be a bit quiet for me because it's a, I am away at the weekend, well, Friday and Saturday. So um, enough time to do the rarity update on the Saturday, depending on how I feel. I've got a long drive, but not enough time to gain. So uh, it might be another quiet week for me. And in top spots, still going strong as ever. The only player to have hit 100 points this week, he scored 102, taking him to 1,256 points. So a lead of over 400 now. So huge figures. And that is Mies Goats a lot. So George, well done to you. It's absolutely smashing it. Um, might need to slow down to let us give us all a little bit of a chance or of humour at least. But he did... The rarest trophy of the week was Isologer's Revenge in Minecraft Dungeons, and that was another very rare, so 5.97%. So well done to George, well done to everybody else for participating. Um, moving quick, swiftly on to the rarest trophies of the week and of the contest. So in fifth place for the rarest trophy of the week was Mies Goatsalot. He'd earned Isologer's Revenge in Minecraft Dungeons, as I said, 5.97%. And that was for Killer Glow, Killer Glow Squid using an Ice Wand. In fourth place this week, with I'm Styling on You Bro, in Train Simworld 2 for RRO Valley Venture, with 5.17%. And that was for completing 100 services on Rhine, Ruhr, Austin, without falling asleep, presumably, which I think is what that would happen to me if I attempted that trophy. In third place, Redbeard Rick with Is This Ithaca, Stranded Deep at 4.44%, and that was for building a campfire on 10 distinct islands. Second place goes to myself. If a gold digger in Dangerous Golf, and that was for earning a single, all single-player gold medals in Australia. And the top contest, uh, sorry, the top trophy of the week was The Hero We Deserve from Injustice, God's Young Men, by Mark Fraser at 0.33%, and that was for reaching level 100. So well done. Obviously, that must be a pretty tough feat to achieve given it's only a 0.33% rarity. Um, so there was no very little change in the rarest trophies of 2023. The only difference being Mark Fraser replaced his previous best with a, an even rarer one at 0.33%. So in fifth place is Diego with his Tetris Effect Platinum. Fourth place is Yield with his long-standing Deep Rock, Deep Rock Galactic um, trophy of, of protein. I come in at number three at 1.14%, so only point. 0.01% more than better than yielded for You Got Cornered in Kickoff Revival. Rick is at number two with Capcom Arcade Stadium Hardcore Gamer at 0.84%. And as I said, Mark Fraser holds the number one spot for both the week and the contest. So the weekly path platinums, not much to um, to go through on here. As I said, only two people earned platinums this week and both of them scored two each. So starting at the most common platinum, that was Stink Palm in playing Save Room, which is a rattle-like game. We had a few people earn the, earn the platinum on that one, and that was at 88.97% now. I think it was higher than that, so I think it was around 90% previously, so it is coming down slightly. Um, the next up, the next most, or next rarest, no, next common, is Stink Palm again. He earned the tr- uh, platinum trophy in the quarry, 
at 13.62%. So again, a game that is coming to PS Extra this Tuesday, I believe. So that could be interesting because if people that may see it become rarer, I might see, might see it become more common. I haven't played the game, so I couldn't tell you. Um, but if people dabble in it and don't bother going for the Platinum, then naturally that will become become rarer. Um, are more people going to go for the Platinum than not? Probably probably not. Probably people play the game and dip out because I think it's multiple playthroughs knowing the, the developer and how they do the trophies. So we might see Stink Palm earn extra points in the future weeks and months from that one. The next rarest was by Yield. Uh, he had 9.27% in the Church in the Darkness. I know that he's had to look at the trophies that he's earned on that one. I don't know if it's multiple playthroughs, but any, um, there seems to be similar trophies related to different people um, indicating you might have to play sort of similar story modes uh, on different occasions. But well done to Yield. And the rarest of the week was Yield again with Zombie Army 4 at 8.10%. So well done to, to Yield on that one. Again, it's not a game that I've played. Um, I keep meaning to start the trilogy, you know, the, uh, I think they got given that one on Plus as well, Zombie Army Trilogy, um, which obviously is similar to this Sniper. I think it's from the same people who make the Sniper Elite series, but um, it, well, I plan to get to it at some stage, but I'd say that with hundreds of games, to be honest, but um, it doesn't happen. So there we are. That's your, your update. So I hope you're all well. Keep on, have a good week, Trophy Hunting. Um, and yeah, and I'll catch you on the other side. Cheers.